Ladies and gentlemen, we're here backstage after BRB AFK Monday Night Montage with the host with the most, Ryan Shipley. Now, Ryan, we know that you were scheduled to do battle with Scott Arnold this Tuesday. With his recent dance with COVID, how do you think this is going to play out? I'll tell you how it's going to play out like it always does. Scott's not going to show. As far as I'm concerned, Scott's off the show. We're not going to ever hear from him again, Boston. It's just going to be you and I going down to the ring. You and I doing the podcast. We don't need him. He's the epitome of the term third wheel. It'll be a cold day in hell before. In your mouth. In your mouth. In your mouth. Then up the nose. Well, apparently hell's feeling pretty good right now because I'm back, baby. Maybe you'll see things my way before we get to Grandma's place. Little Red Riding Hood, you sure are looking good. You're everything a big bad wolf could want. Oh, I mean bad. Bad. Beautiful people of the internet, welcome to the BRB AFK podcast. I am your humble producer, Boston. Joining us in the Zencaster studios as always, well, has now returned. Please give it back up for the time being, Scott. You want to be back? I'm back. I still think that's the dumbest quote. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what's funny is there's actually two quotes from that. that that's, this is the second one. I've already done the other one before. So John Wick has two lines where he talks about being yes, back. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. In the next movie, he needs to come out to like Backstreet Boys. He needs to just go into that song. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be amazing. And as you can already hear, our uh, illustrious host, Ryan Shipley. And that was precious of you to start in with the music, Little Red Riding Hood by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs, which I don't know what those words mean to, as a sentence, but it's exciting. I think it's amazing. It's a beautiful song in and of itself, but as I've been informed here in my notes, it is the the favorite song of our guest tonight. Ooh. Ooh. Michael Shibley and Angela Shibley. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Greetings Hi. and salutations. Yes, it's one of our songs for cuddle time. We'll just we'll we'll just say <laughs> oh. that. Yes. Oh, I like it. This, this family friendly podcast. Yes. Yes. You yes. know I'm not the only person with a uh, Red Riding Hood fetish. Got it. <laughs> That's amazing. And I, I don't know what else you could be referring to other than Cuddle Time. So, yeah. What else is on this uh, mega mix? Uh, now that's what we call Music Volume 5. <laughs> I think they're way past five at this point. I don't know. They're up into the 50s or 60s. That's Yeah, they're, they're, they're up there. You can take that those CDs by volume and see where exactly my relevancy and music ends. <laughs> it gets to the point where I know like one or two songs that are on it. That right. I'm, you know. I mean, it's better than me where I, I stopped knowing music after like Guitar Hero 4. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. I also have to say, I think it's really funny that Boston had a really similar reaction to the first time I did the John Wick quote as he did tonight on the, on the second one. I just thought that was great. He stayed true to character, that's for sure. I don't know. It's just like when like Duke Nukem was iconic because he was a badass and then he had some really badass dialogue. Right. And yeah. he's got like John Wick, where he's like the ultimate badass. Yeah, some of his little clips are just garbage. <laughs> like just yeah, yeah. And also, do you think okay? So they've done three John Wick movies, 
and they're record they're actually uh, filming parts four and five right now. And there's going to be a spinoff series based around that hotel. Oh, is this too much, John Wick? I mean, now if, if they do turn into a proper universe, that's be fine. Okay, like a connected John Wick universe. I mean, they would have to, right? The JWCU. What would they call it? I don't know. I don't know. No, but the now you've all seen all three of the John Wicks, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, I have. Uh, Mrs. Shibbles has not. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what is going on here, Angela? Do you just not watch? Do you not just not like John Wick? I I have no idea what we're talking about. I am so sorry. These Aww. I am literally going to wait until any of the words you say make sense, and then I'll jump in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, don't you think the idea of like you know someone getting revenge on because of something happened to your pet? Isn't that, isn't that a cool, cool concept? Like, you know, he's killing all these bad guys because they hurt his dog. That is pretty cool. Yeah. But is it enough of a plot to stretch out to five I'm movies? a big animal lover, so I respect it. You know, you come, you come kill my dog. I'm, I'll, I'll, let's take them all out. Yeah, the problem is, you're no John Wick, Scott. No, no, no. No, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me back up. I'm not going to say I'm going to take them all out. <laughs> Maybe I'll just hire some people, you know. Although I want to see now a movie where Scott is like an action hero taking on like the Russian mob. I, I would do my best. I think you would, and I think it won't be very realistic. I can tell you that. <laughs> you die like in the first fight. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be like I was like two weeks ago when I had COVID. <laughs> I'll be so out yeah. of it. So talking about that because you know you you missed the last episode. I did. Hated that. How was your experience of COVID on us? You know, like if you had to do a Yelp review on COVID, what are you giving it? So like like a scale of like one to ten. Yeah. Being ten being like you know the worst case. Being ten being amazing, you love. Oh oh oh, oh, oh wow oh fifteen. <laughs> me, me and COVID are are like old school. Like we're we're courting now. We're going steady. Oh, so you liked it. By loving every second of it, I hated my life for about five days. Like, yeah. I, it's so weird. Like, I think I had everything except I did not lose my sense of taste or smell. And I kept waiting. I I, I knew, like... That outfit says otherwise. <laughs> I remember I spoke to you that Monday night and yeah. said, hey, do you think you can record tomorrow? And you were like, I'm going to try my best. Right. And then you hung up with me and then texted me. As soon as I hung up with you, I threw up and then started bleeding from my nose. <laughs> yeah, I did. So, I, I really did. Like I was in the bed talking, talking to Ryan, and you know, like contemplating doing the, you know, the podcast the next day. And then as soon as I hung up, I was like, I just, I knew I was about to throw up. So, uh, you know, I got up, was trying to make it to the bathroom, and just threw up all in the hallway. Uh, and then right after that, I started start getting this really bad nosebleed out of like nowhere. Uh, I guess tr- tr- the trauma of throwing up. I don't know. So. <laughs> But like it was weird though because like my body, I felt like it felt like my body was a vampire. But instead of being allergic to the light or the sunlight, I was allergic to existing. Uh, you know because like <laughs> my entire, I know like my entire it really skin. Fifteen, go fifteen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, it, it's like my entire skin was really just sensitive. Uh, you know, my whole body ached. You know, the whole nine yards. Like it, it was. Uh, I would not wish this on my worst enemy if I, if I had a worst enemy. I think I would wish it on my worst enemy. I don't think I would. Honestly. You haven't had COVID yet. I don't think you would. Yeah, I've been <laughs> blessed. I, I've so far been able to dodge it. Knock on wood. Boston, you've been able to dodge it too, right? As far as I'm aware, yes. Yeah. Okay. I have a very strange immune system, so there is a chance that I had it and never showed a damn symptom. Sure. But as far as I understand it, I know I I, I dodged the bullet. 
Yeah, as far as I understand it, too, like I, I didn't get it until nine minutes ago, two years, and just now got it. So unless it was, you know. You were so close. It. I know, so close. I know. Yeah. And and the thing is, like, probably once you get it, it probably becomes like a murder mystery in your mind trying to figure out who oh, gave it, was. it to you. Oh, it was, yes. Because, like, you know, <laughs> I, I was going back to who all I was with, what all I did, and I talked to everybody that I was with. Nobody else was sick, so. Well, that's not true. Some people got sick very like the next week, but after I'd already like after me. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like for me, every day is like a D and D game, and each morning I roll the <laughs> dice to see if I roll a nat one and get COVID. Nice, <laughs> I love that. Love I, that. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where where I've worked at the uh, at the downtown bowling alley, I've I've been fortunate. Oh. Now, one oh, of the things you have been fortunate. Yeah, I I haven't tested. Again, it's still that weird thing where did I get it and just have not been symptomatic. Right. Um, Luckily, I've done a lot more mechanic shifts, so I'm not as customer-facing as I used to be with the job. Now, in December, uh, we had a lot of, like... uh, holiday parties and all those type of Mm -hmm. things, so, like, I had to work a lot more desk shift. Or... The, the week between Christmas and New Year's, which is like our busiest time because everybody's out of school, out of work. I was at the desk a lot, but I was, I've was i been both vaxxed and boosted and had a mask on the whole time. Right. And I worked like some double shifts because other people were out. Oh, no. Out with COVID? A couple of them, yes. So not all of them. A couple of them had just like a stomach bug that was going right. around at the time. Right. So I've been, again, knock on wood, I've been fortunate. And again, that's what Angela and I have talked about when it comes to like the vaccine or different things where it's like it increases your armor class. It just raises right. that up to keep with the D&D yes. thing. You just hope that the dice that you roll that day doesn't need to go to dice jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I just had it like two weeks ago, now, now I feel like immortal. I can just do anything I want now. All like, right, you know. I can do anything. Don't, don't Scott. That's why you're scratching yourself to death. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't need skin. I don't need um, stupid skin. You remember last week when you were sensitive? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> now, Shibble, Michael, so at the um, bowling alley, have they really started like pushing more safety measures to try to keep everything safe? Because I imagine a bowling alley touching balls oh, um, and all that, it's probably hard to keep everything kind of like clean and safe right absolutely we especially when it when it started we had the shutdown and everything but we had a time where we uh were like even putting the sanitizer in on the bowling balls and things like that we've always sanitized the shoes yeah but like after we reopened after the initial shutdown and everything it seems like a lifetime ago uh we only had like half of our lanes available so okay. we did that. Everybody was masked. You, if you were up and moving around, you were required to have a mask on. Luckily, again, I only worked a few shifts, so we only had a couple of dirt bags who decided to be jerks. Only one of them threw beer in my face, so that was oh, fine. Wow. What? Somebody threw beer in all, your all face? Because you wanted, all because you wanted to wear a mask? That was, God, that was oh my goodness, that was back in, I think, September of 2020. Wow. And, and actually, this is a cheap plug. If, you, if any of you guys have listened huh. to the uh, podcast Risk, which is run by Kevin Allison from the States. Yes, from, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to share, I shared this story on there, and they did a great job of editing it. It's really? It's on the December 1st episode from 2020. So you can go back into the archives and check it out. I'm the first story on that episode. 
Just like in comedy, I don't mind leading off. I was a great leadoff hitter when I played <laughs> baseball. Don't mind doing it. Long story short, these were a bunch of like Gen Xers who came down. They weren't wearing masks. Oh my God. They went to the bar. Our bartenders kept telling everybody, you know, put the mask on. Put the mask on. You can wear it when you sit down. And they just kept refusing to do it. And I'm working the desk. So I'm over by the stairs where they go up and down. And then finally, I guess our managers had harassed them and kept telling them to do it enough that they just left. As I'm leaving, one of the guys like looks at, I'm just watching him leave. And he yeah. looks, he looks right at me. He's like, what the fuck you looking at? And I said, nothing. And then he shouts, and again, remember, this is September 2020. He says, well, yeah, well, fuck you and your vote for Biden. Trump 2020. And, like, storms up the stairs. Um, Now, again, I'm not allowed to be a jerk at work as much as I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, You know, because the smart aleck in me would have immediately said, like, the comedian in me would have said, sir, I've already mailed five votes to Pennsylvania. I don't know what more you can want from me. Uh, That's amazing. But, again, not allowed to do that. It, yeah. it was one of these things where, again, you're channeling Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse. You're like, be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. just kind of going through all that. One of the other people tells us, uh, my manager, she was amazing the whole time, just standing there with me, just telling him, get out. And another one's telling me to go, you know, screw myself. And they're saying all types of wonderfully colorful things to uh, her, the manager. And then the last guy's like, oh, we don't have to go. We're... You know, we're fine. You know, we're standing here drinking a beer. And she's like, give me the beer. You're going to leave. So he takes the the Bud Light because, of course, these people buy only Bud Light. And he oh, squeezes the can and it just goes everywhere and then leaves like a like a 12-year-old. What a pleasant person. So these are just nice, yeah. nice people. I want to hang out with these guys. Yeah, it's one of the things that I'm kind of, kind of glad I don't really work with facing public anymore yeah because i think over the last two years really since the pandemic really started a lot of people's true nature has come out oh it does i think Uh, absolutely one of our favorite games we played this is years ago now but it was uh red dead redemption 2 rains fall for those of you go no he's the 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 head of the native american tribe in the game and when you're riding with him and you talk about changing yeah, just one of the great quotes that I'll always remember. I, I might be paraphrasing it a little bit, but he said, men don't change, they just show more of who they really are. Mm-hmm. And that brought a lot out in that. Now, we're back to full capacity now. We've been back to full capacity for almost a full year at this point. Okay. Um, we still sanitize everything. We're not asking customers. We, we encourage masking, but we're not going to just be crazy with the mask wearing and everything. All the employees right now are wearing masks, though. It is, like I have to say, my work, it is recommended. It is not required. Yes. So. Okay. So I guess it's just something you kind of have to, like for you, and you just have to kind of accept that, hey, I, I work in the public and something, unfortunately, shitty like this may happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's kind of why I feel incredibly lucky that I am in a position where I can work from home right now. Is that, I don't know how I would be able to handle the whole public, uh, yeah, I, just, I feel so lucky. It's why I'm happy that uh, just about anybody who comes into my store who is armed, I have them all on my side. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I like that. Right, right. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. And you say, Michael, you now you're more of like behind the scenes, like fixing like the machines and stuff. Yeah, I work with a lot of the mechanical stuff with fixing the pin setters and oiling the lanes and doing a lot of maintenance, which is something I never went to school for, like never learned 
how to do any of this stuff. Just when we were opening, God, it's been five years. We opened in 2016. Woo-hoo. And like oh, the God. first day of nice. orientation, I just happened to ask our manager at the time. It's like, well, who we got doing mechanical stuff? And she's like, oh, you can go learn with them. And it was other people who hadn't done any of this. We brought in a mechanic who just kind of half-assed everything. And I just learned how to at least fix a lot of problems when we are open. Now they brought in another mechanic who is fantastic. We've gotten it to, it used to be when we'd work desk, I would stand there and then we'd have another person who would run shoes and also run the desk. But then like we'd have an error code pop up and I have to go run back there and fix it. Now Mm -hmm. there's a lot of nights we don't have any problems. Now, sometimes a problem pops up. It's like, oh, damn it. I have to do something. (laughs) So it's amazing the the things that have changed in five years. If you're ever going to open a bowling center, don't buy used machines. Okay. Yeah. That's um, definitely my advice. Life tip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, what I like about your places, and you know, this maybe sounds elitist for me, but a lot of the bowling out al- other bowling alleys around Knoxville are gross. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, like I imagine them all being like the Lego pit at McKay's. Oh God. Oh, I'm never going to no. touch them. I don't want anything to do with the really? bowling alley right now during a pandemic. But yours is nice and clean. The one thing I can't remember, do you guys have the little fun graphics when people strike get a strike? Oh yeah, we've got the the bowling the scoring animations and different things. We've got all the different programs for that. Cool. So, yes. Nice. Do they ever change them out or they end up being the same ones you got like five years ago? We've had some of them are still there, but we get new graphics things every once in a while. So it's nice. It's fun just to mess with it. And we don't do like cosmic bowling, which was like our big thing from our owners. It's like, no, 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 (laughs) none of that. Yeah. We actually 21 and up after nine o'clock. Bless them. Bless them so hard. Do you got the one that's over here in uh, West Knoxville, kind of near Level Road, I guess? They have a DJ every now and then when I was going, and it was like the worst DJ ever, man. Oh, no. Yeah, he would have like scripted, you know, like interactions with the audience, like that he would have, right? Mm-hmm. So if nobody was like responding back to him, he was like a little play all to himself. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I heard that. You guys like that. A uh, quad DJ song. Let me hear it, and nobody would talk. This sounds like the uh, the magician you went and saw that one time. Yeah, it was such a bad DJ, really bad. But you guys, you guys have like jukeboxes and stuff like that. Oh, we just have we just have Apple Music or Spotify, whichever one they, uh, the ma- the managers got control of. They, they actually just... let the people bowl and not need to interact with the DJ. Yeah, we just put on a we just what whatever playlist they've got for that day. So whoever the the manager is, it's like one of our managers loves putting the Tame Impala soundtrack on. Just different stuff depending on who the manager is. So. If that uh, little Red Riding Hood song ever comes up, do you like say I gotta I gotta take a break real quick? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> do that. Call call Angela and be like, nope, yep, I got I gotta go for a second. Excuse me. Grab some of that bowling ball wax stuff. Yes, exactly. So you've been there since open. Yeah, absolutely. We opened in June of 2016, and been been there ever since. It's been been great. I I've learned a heck of a lot of things mechanic wise that I never imagined i would learn in my lifetime here's something funny so where scott and i well scott still works for and i used to work there we once had a sales contest uh-huh. where the winning team got to come to your bowling alley oh wonderful Ooh. and i was super excited about it right but the problem is 
they weren't going to do it like during work. They were going to make us come on a weekend no. to the bowling alley, right? Yeah. And then at that point, it was kind of a done deal. Because, you know, in your weekend, you want to be by yourself and do your own thing, right? Oh, yeah. Even though the bowling would be fun, you would still be like, I just want to be myself. Because the year before, they did the bowling alley, and we got six hours off the clock to go bowl. Oh, nice. Oh, that is nice. Oh, and yeah. everyone was showing up for that, of course. Wow. Yeah. This time, though, they were like, yeah, just meet up um, Saturday at 8 p.m. No. <laughs> and nobody showed up. No. no. And no. though Monday, our manager was furious. And he was, like, confronting people about why did you guys not show up? And I was just honest. I go, that was a Saturday night, bro. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to do company stuff, you have to pay me. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's not. Gotta yeah, it's got to be on your dime, not mine. Yeah, I love bowling, and this I've heard so many great things about this bowling alley, and I heard that you can throw bear at people. That's amazing, but I can't do <laughs> no, that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to pay extra for that. Yes, but has that been the only real awful quote unquote like Karen that you've dealt with so far during the pandemic? Yes, I mean you okay. you get every. Every once in a while, you'll get some drunk person who will. Yep. Do, I mean, it's a bar. Uh, it, yeah. you know, we've got, yeah. but we have a we have a full bar. Yeah, if you have alcohol in, in the mix, you can't avoid it. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean that happens. But yeah. you, you just roll with it. You've been, you know, anybody who's worked in a bar just expects that stuff. You just keep a cool head, just like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. You know, be nice. Kick their asses. Go until oh. it's time to not be nice. <laughs> now. If somebody, after this episode records, airs, hasn't done a Photoshop of Michael Shibley as Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. I've seen that movie. I feel, <laughs> you have seen that movie. <laughs> Shibley probably showed that like the first time you guys met. He goes, you haven't seen this movie. This is me, babe. This is who I am. Yeah. I, I, I want to be like Patrick Swayze in Ghost or, or I'm, I'm making pottery with Demi Moore. Yeah. That's all I want to do. But, but you have to be dead. That's a sacrifice I'll be willing to pay. Uh, okay. <laughs> actually, the the first movie we ever watched together. We've been dating almost ten years now. Yeah, uh, we've been together. Oh, okay. And the first movie we ever saw together, I showed her uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Oh wow! Oh, classic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that was. Now, what did you think of that movie, Angela? It was interesting. Um, okay. On a scale of one to ten. Oh dear, is ten very excited? <laughs> yes, yes. Ten being absolutely amazing, and one being the biggest piece of turd you've ever seen. Okay, uh, let's see. I will give it a good solid eight. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. So you okay. actually did like it. Okay, I, All I right. did like it. But if you were to be like, "Hey, uh, would you like to watch this again right now?" I would be like, "No, thank you." Well, and and. <laughs> You're still with Michael after all this time, so that was that was a, yeah. a good pick. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. So, is the is the age different close between the two of you? Yeah, I am three years older than Angela, so okay, we're yeah. good, we're close, and, nice. And where did you? It's no, it's no licorice pizza thing going on here, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> where did the uh, the two of you meet? So we met at a dance class. There is a group. In town, they still do lessons around town. It's called, it's a Brazilian partner dance called Zook. Z-O-U-K. Yeah, Boston and Kim have actually been to a couple of uh, things. This was years ago. This was a long time ago. 
And it's this, it's this great dance. You can, again, look it up. Z-O-U-K. There's plenty of clips on YouTube and TikTok and what have you. I had, awesome. I had been doing it for a couple of months <laughs> through some other friends. And then Angela came through some mutual friends. And, you, you know, you partner up and then you rotate partners. So every time we would partner up together, you know, I, I might be speaking for her a little bit, but we could feel some sort of chemistry there. And then... It took me, what, three times to ask you out. I didn't know he was serious. Like, he would just come around and be like, so, you want to go out sometime? And I was like, yeah. And then, like, nothing <laughs> happened. And so I was like, okay. That's how and it was he- me and Ryan when we first started dating. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, so so, he would come up to you and say, hey, do you want to go out? And you said, yeah. And then just... Nothing happened. He never, he never did any kind of follow-up. <laughs> no, and that's how, actually how we ended up dating is the third time he actually stood around and was like, well, would Saturday be a good day? <laughs> he wasn't going to leave that time. <laughs> but I, and, okay. and, and then, yeah, we started dating and, uh, you know, a few, what about 13 months or so? It, it was a little over a year into dating. I, we were at a Zoop dance. It was like a, a group, a community dance where they teach you a quick lesson, but then everybody pairs off and, or they just play music and everybody dances around with people. And, yeah. and I had talked with the guy running it. And so we got one of our favorite songs that we loved to, to zoop to it. And then uh, everybody else just slowly like clears off the dance floor. And I tell her, you want to run a new move? And she said, yes. So I spin her around and I had the ring in my cargo shorts pocket at the time. So when she came out of the spin, she finds me cargo shorts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Whatever. This, this was, this was 2013. Um, Okay. So, and uh, finds me with me on my knee, and I asked, "Would she marry me?" And she said, "Yes." So you didn't have Aww. to ask three times for that. One. I didn't have. I, I yeah. knew he was serious. When Boston proposed to Kim, yeah, when Boston proposed to Kim at the well, that was still the best. But I love what we did oh, with us. Did. It was oh. personal to us. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, did, so Boston, did you meet them? Through Zook or when Michael was doing comedy? I met I met Mike through comedy. Okay. And then at some point he started inviting he started inviting a handful of us out to do Zook and I was like, Yeah, sure, that sounds like low impact uh, exercise. <laughs> and and I, I, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it, but yeah, we never, we didn't, we did not pursue it as uh, uh, hard as they did. Okay. So when you guys start out, right, when they, when you first come out and like class is going to start, do they tell you put your zooks up? No, they, they don't do that. Damn it. No. Oh, I'm so they should. That's a miss. Now, are, do you, the two of you still do zooks? Yes. Yeah. They came back with uh, some lessons back in January. They started doing it. And they, again, they showed you because again, it's such a, 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 you know, it, it intimate dance. dance. Yeah, you're it, very yeah. up close with people. You are very close together. They had to, everybody okay. had to show when you showed up either that you had been vaccinated or a negative COVID test. Because like that, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. how close you are, yeah. Because you yeah. can't do zooks like social distancing. No, no. Hey, I'm gonna do this dance. You do that. Can you hear me? Can you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> try? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing it, and you said like you would come in there and switch partners a lot. Mm-hmm. Were there ever like partners that you were like, oh my god, I don't want this partner? I mean, not 
not in the sense it's like I don't want to like yes. I don't like this person. I mean, you, you, I was thinking like did they didn't shower or just like you didn't like this person in general. I mean, actually, you, the zoo community I have to say is very clean people, and they're okay, all good, good, yeah. good, and they're all super nice. Like uh, this is going to sound gross to people, but like sometimes you get kind of sweaty, right? But it never has grossed me out to be dancing with a sweaty person. Like they're actually really hygienic. <laughs> Okay, good. Now, Boston said yes to my question. So, Boston, is that a part of your reason why you haven't, you don't go anymore? Uh, there may have been an individual or two that came out when he was doing open invites that I'm, I'm glad don't go back anymore. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think I know who you might be talking about. We can. Yeah, um, well, let me let me rephrase then. As the female dance partner, I thought all of the men smelled lovely. Okay, good. There you go. So it seems to be a, a male issue here. It, I mean, it could be. It again, but you have in, in the dance, you have a lead and a follow. Yes, yes. So okay. sometimes the frustrating thing for me would be when the follow won't let you lead, like mm. because then the dance nothing happens. <laughs> you, now, do they typically with lead follows do it like gender specific, or oh, do no. they mix it up? No, yeah. it, it gets mixed up. We have very, oh, cool. you okay. know, it's very inclusive group of people people identify now if you if you start as a lead like for the class and everything the beginner class yeah like the yeah. beginner class you you stay a lead but then again if you go up to somebody who was like learning lead but during the open dance stuff later we just tell yeah. them you know if they want to be a follow that's fine then then i'll lead and you follow yeah it, it doesn't okay. matter in in the zook thing just someone has to decide which one is leading <laughs> So it's not like the BDSM community. Like, <laughs> you can go back and forth. Okay, good. And and it's so crazy when you think about like all the stuff that Knoxville has that you never heard of. Like I've never heard of this until right now I was talking about it. And I just learned on Monday that we have curling classes in Knoxville. Nice. I did, I did not see that. Nice. Yeah, because I, I posted something about like a few years ago I used to always like kind of – hate on curling thought it was dumb and then i think it was the last winter olympics i really started getting into it and uh one of my friends carol she's the one that kind of shamed me about it she basically treated me like boston did last week about moon knight being the batman of the marvel universe look just because you're wrong doesn't mean i'm an asshole <laughs> and here's what makes me so mad since we talked about that boston my google news has shown me literally five articles show telling me that i was wrong i'll just rub it in your face at this point vindication yeah so there's a place here in town that they actually meet like i don't know if it's one sunday a month or every other sunday but they they play curling and they open it up for beginners to learn how to play and i think that sounds awesome i think it's okay so michael angela yep. what's your favorite winter sports i hate winter oh <laughs> Well, there you go. You're against winter altogether. She it just is... gave winter uh, a one out of ten. <laughs> she is not. She's not. She does not like the cold. I I am cold all the time, and I hate it so much. Michael jokes. He says, uh, back when Game of Thrones was was big, and you know how like she she was in the fire and she came out of the fire and the dragons and all whatever. Michael goes, yeah. "That's you," and you would turn to me and go, "Michael, I'm still cold." <laughs> <laughs> for you winter is coming was like a dire yes, yes. it was a threat, um, yes. it was a threat. <laughs> so because of your hate for winter you decided to hate the winter games well i mean you know it looks cold <laughs> that is fair 
Michael, do you have a favorite winter game? So it, it, it's interesting because my favorite is like I loved the Olympic hockey when the NHL players were playing because okay. that was by far the just the best hockey tournament you're ever going to see. It's the 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 game at the best level. There's not all the fighting and bullshit you run into sometimes with the NHL because yeah. they will just throw you out of the game if you do something that'll only get you like a five minute penalty in the NHL. But okay. I think as you mentioned, uh, the last Winter Olympics, I got a new love and respect once I understood how the game worked. I loved curling, mm, and yes. I posted so on on my social media at the time. I posted. Like, curling is greater than cornhole. And boy, I got some shit for that. <laughs> Holy crap. Did you really? Oh my god. And I don't like cornhole. Like, I have never been, like, a cornhole guy. First of all, one of the great comedians in Knoxville, Gail Grantham, would always say, she's like, that's not the word for cornhole. That's not what cornholing was when I grew up. But it's like, oh boy. I mean, I was great at tic tac throw as a kid. Uh, which, oh my god, that is exactly what it is. Yeah, that's exactly actually, what it is. Tic tac toe is better. Tic tac throw is way better. Yeah, because then you have to actually throw it in different spots. You know, this one you just yeah. one hole. So I got some, shit. <laughs> I got some shit for that. But it, really, when you see the strategy and stuff involved in it, instead of just looking at a bunch of goofs like going down the ice with brooms <laughs> and you you have more appreciation for it. So I love yeah, that. Yeah. The hockey's great. I've always enjoyed like the bobsled, just seeing mm. just these people just going down in this tube down an ice chute just seems really yeah. fun to me. And of course the, this year, the Jamaican bobsled team is back at the Olympics, which makes me so happy. Yes. Cause it's been like 30 years, right? I think the last time they were there was probably either the 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 Lilyhammer Games in '94 or like the Nagano Olympics in '98. It was one of those. Was the last time okay. they were there? Yeah. This is amazing, and hopefully it's going to make more people start you know seek out cool runnings now. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Feel the rhythm. Yeah. Feel the rhyme. Yes. All right, Angela, have you seen cool runnings? No. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. Ryan, it's okay. Can I make a proposition? <laughs> Okay. I think that she needs to join our, our uh, movie club. <laughs> oh, so God. she comes to the movie club. Here's what we'll do. She watches Cole Runnings, and we'll go to a Zooks class. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Because obviously, like, when you hear dancing, like, as somebody that's a little overweight, that's always makes me worried. Because, well, like, sure. when you think of dancing, usually you think of just really in-shape people. Oh. Which I assume or you probably... if, you, if, you're, if you think of dancing, but you're also lazy. That that, yeah, that you know that'd be my problem. But it's like what you said with Zooks, it's from all walks of life, right? Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah, we've had okay. we've had people forever do it. Um like at our wedding, it was this wonderful mix at our wedding where it was of course like mine and Angela's family was there, but then I had a bunch of the comedians like Boston and Kim were at our wedding, and then we also had a bunch of the Zook people at the wedding too. It was so fantastic. It was this wonderful mix of people. It was the best dancing a white wedding had ever had. Yes. <laughs> it was so fun. Oh, yeah. So fun. I think the best thing about when you guys got married, was it you or Jay Kendrick that had the oldest email address in the world? Oh, no. Jay had a Juno.com email address. Yeah. Fantastic. What? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's the only thing I remember about, like, seeing on Facebook when you guys went to get your fittings for your tuxedos and stuff that... 
everybody was giving mm-hmm. Jake Hendrick grief because of his email address. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were all standing there, and the poor lady, you know, who was having to take all of our stuff. And the measurements, the measurements and everything. And then she's asking everybody's email and we give ours. And then Jay says, whatever at Juno.com. And then all of us are just like, like like we're trying not to laugh. And then we just can't help it anymore. Which it's insane because how old is Juno? I have no idea. Does it predate AOL? I have no idea. Um, you know what? I'm on it. (laughs) Yes. We have Boston on it. Um, because, okay, because I can remember AOL, because when AOL first came out, I loved the fact that you could go in there and change the you've got male voice, and they would have, like, Homer Simpson doing it, or uh, Keith oh, Sutherland God, that was from such 24. A... Mm-hmm. Oh, it was amazing times. So that was the exciting. innocence. You know, back in yeah, the day, it was the it, innocence of the internet. It was, and it, you, you were so excited to hear you've got male. You know, yes, it, it was yeah. always, you felt so oh. important. And that sound when you would connect to the internet and then when people would share like the dancing baby and the only thing you had to worry about getting from your boomer parents or relatives was the emails going, help the atheists are trying to stop touched by an angel. Oh God. (laughs) It was innocent times of the internet. Can I uh, say we have a breaking news happening right now? Go on. Uh, You and I, Ryan, just got a video message from Kaylin about her, her puppy. I'm excited. So our friend Kaylin, love her. Yes. She's got three puppies right now, but she's, you know, Luke is 14. Luke is getting older and she's always wanted like a Corgi puppy. So she's felt this is a good time to get one. So she just got it. It's a Corgi mix named Pickles. It's so dang. And Scott and I get to meet Pickles on Saturday. Yes. And I'm counting the days down. I've literally had dreams of meeting Pickles already. (laughs) This is how excited I am. Yes. And Ryan, what is your favorite dog? According to all doesn't know. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Michelangelo, do you guys have pets? We do not know. I, There's no I, pets. I, I not only hate winter, but I am highly allergic to dogs and cats. Like when, <gasps> oh, when no. I say highly allergic, I mean like I, I got a, the dog, if they like lick my forearm, I'll immediately break out into hives oh, just from like wow. being licked. Like it's intense, but I can Oof. ride horses. What's up with that? Like horses. Wait, so you can do horses, or... but you can't do like a, like a dog or a cat. Is that not wild? It's weird. That is wild. wild. I'm a unique person. All yes. You guys, now you guys need to get a horse as a pet. We don't have that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a horse in an apartment's probably not the nicest probably thing. Not Maybe like, what if you did like one of those little Sebastians? Yeah, those little, little, little horse pony things. Those horse, yeah. those little horses are assholes. They are super mean, guys. Oh, the, the smaller they are, the meaner they are. Isn't there a a, a summer game that involves horses? Oh yeah, eventing like, and all I, the horse stuff. Yeah. Back when I didn't Horse dressage. (laughs) Yeah, dressage is a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, boy. I I did event jumping for a long time when my parents... Yeah, yeah. When my parents would buy me things, and now that I'm adult, obviously I can't do that anymore, but I I used to actually do event jumping with horses and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. How much training does that take? I was not very serious. I just did a weekly class and had a lot of fun, and I still did well. <laughs> you just have natural talent. That's what it is. But uh, but I'm not like an Olympian or anything, guys. Like I, I yeah. just was out there having fun. So well, I'm sure yeah, they're that's like, because, that's because you weren't serious. <laughs> who knows how you could have been? 
<laughs> right? But I'm, yeah. I'm sure they're out there day in, day out on their horses all the time and go for them, you know? Yeah. No, I don't think it's something I could do after, like, that's what paralyzed Christopher Lloyd, right? Christopher Reeve. I'm sorry, what? Marty, this horse got me. <laughs> yeah, not, oh yeah, Christopher Reeves. That, that's what paralyzed uh, him, right? Horse was horse jumping. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to hell. Um, <laughs> so, so this is a good time. So Scott, that's what sending us to hell after everything we've talked about. Yes, yes. Everything else has been building up. This is the what overflowed. Okay. So Scott, this is exciting. So you know now two years ago you came over and replaced Bingy for like a couple episodes, right? Yes, correct. And the plan was like what was it, Boston? What was the joke with his name, the time being? The time being was the joke that was uh Scott's gonna be here for the time being. And yes. then I, I think yeah. it was around the same time there was a meme floating around of, you know, yeah, I'm here for the time being. Oh, you know him? Know who? The time being. <laughs> and I just ran with it back with Scott. And I was like, yes, yep. this is the... And it, it, it just stuck. It stuck. And it has another, I think it has new meanings now. The plan at the time was Bingy had to go to Ohio. Bingy was going to try to come back onto the episode's later date. And hopefully late, sometime in the future we'll get them back. Yeah. But, you know, like for now, like in the last year or so, we were like, you know what? Scott is a main part of this program. I mean, you've been here for the entire last season, so you're... Yeah. Right. You've only missed two episodes of our entire run. So you've yeah. been here the whole time. So we forgot that in the description of the show, like when you go to Spotify or any of those places... Right. You're not listed. Oh, no. I'm not official. Yeah. So... We want to let you know, Scott, and not because we forgot, like for the no. last year and a half. No, no, but no, no. Last episode when we when you were missing, yeah, we felt like emptiness in our inside, right? Sure. Like there was that little piece of our heart missing. Oh, that heart was you. By the way, just in case you didn't understand, it. I wasn't a smart man. I didn't put that together. So Boston's going to go in there. I guess he has a way that he can fix that. Oh, yeah. We're going to keep nice. Bingy on there because Bingy hopefully will come back one day. But you're being at it, Scott. Well, I love it, even though I didn't know I wasn't there to begin with. But I, <laughs> I do Congratulations, love it. <laughs> I don't think any of us realized it until our editor found it. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Yeah, our, new, our new unpaid intern, uh, Sarah, uh, picked up on that. I, I think we need to pay. I think Sarah needs a raise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Double her salary. Because she reached out to me and goes, why isn't Scott mentioned? I go, what are you talking about? I tag him all the time when I post the um, links. And she goes, no, he's not listed on the show description. (laughs) Ouch. And that's that's everywhere. Well, I think I know why. Here's my my theory. I think it was a conspiracy because you in Boston know how good this podcast is. So once it gets huge and starts making all kinds of money – you'll have a third person to share it with because I'm not technically listed. That's oh yeah, you're totally going to be like the original uh, D from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> as soon as we get big, we're pushing you to the side. Right, exactly. And recasting. <laughs> exactly. And you can be like, no, he was never listed on the podcast. What do you mean? Okay, so I read an interview with, who's the guy from Always and Sunny and that's also on Mythic Quest? Uh, Charlie Cox? No. Uh, Rob. Uh, Charlie Day? Charlie Day. No, not Charlie Day. Rob, I can't think of his last I name. Rob, the guy that's, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about, though. Um, when they first shot the pilot for Always Sunny in Philadelphia, his girlfriend at the time was playing Sweet D. But once they got picked up by FX, FX goes, we like everybody on the show. 
we don't like the actress that's playing D. Oh, no. And at that time, Rob and her broke up. Aww. So Rob started dating the actress that now plays Sweet D and brought her onto the show. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Okay. That's, uh, he, was dating, he was dating her before uh, he brought her on as he was actively dating her? Yeah. Dun, oh, dun, wow. dun. Yeah. So, and that lady so came out and said, you know, she's been, she was bitter about it for a long time, but now she's kind of like, I think they're friends again and she's made peace with it. I don't know if that's something I could ever make peace with. Yeah, that would be hard for me to do as well. Because that yeah. show is like on its 15th season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would yeah. be hard. Yeah, the syndication rights and everything. But anyway, yeah. Scott, we are going to totally do that to you. We're going to sweet D the hell out of you. I, I knew it was coming. I knew it. One someday down the road, it's going to be exciting. All right, okay. So stay tuned. And I won't, but you I won't, are. I won't. Even, I won't know what's happening either, will I? But I can tell you, in a, in the next couple of weeks, you're going to be able to pull up Spotify or Apple Music or any of those sites, and you're going to see your name on there, and you're going to show your mom. And go look. I would have known that. I'm going to. I'm going to show the whole world. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send them. I'm gonna send them myself. I'm gonna, yeah. take, I'm gonna take, you know, Spotify on the top of a huge mountain and just show the whole world, you know. Oh, and by the way, guys, mm-hmm. we are staying on Spotify, but we are pulling Scott's awesome mega mix dance song off of Spotify. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's sad. You know, it's garnered millions and millions of hits. Yes, it was brilliant work. Brilliant work. Scott, Boston. you know, has made like five dollars off of all those hits. Yes, yes. But we're pulling it. Oh, so I'm so sorry, Boston. That was great work. Oh, I mean, yeah, but the way the cookie uh, shits the bed. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the things that kind of surprised me. Is so with the whole Spotify thing right now that people are upset with Joe Rogan. Where I think the thing that's more upsetting with the Spotify thing is the amount of money the artists make per download. Oh yeah, like mm. it is an insulting amount. Yeah, it's like I'm almost. I was exaggerating a little bit with what I said there with Scott, but it's close to that. I think is it really? I read somewhere. Yeah, I read somewhere where somebody was saying, "So this is it. This is the summary of the payouts for like for Spotify. It's two dollars and twenty nine cents per a thousand streams." Oh my god! Of the songs now to keep to kind of give you an idea, Amazon Unlimited is ten dollars and ninety six cents per thousand streams. Okay. Apple Music is six dollars and seventy seven cents per thousand streams. That makes you wonder why you'd even want to be on Spotify. Get this Napster of all things. Napster, I guess, is still around. Didn't know I guess that. they somehow survived Metallica. I had no idea they were still there. Yeah, they're seven dollars and eighty eight cents per thousand streams. Wow! Really. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, the lowest on here is regular Amazon, which is uh, 73 cents per buy, which I guess that's a little different. But TikTok is 97 cents per thousand streams. So I think that's the big reason to pull your music off of Spotify is less to do with like Rogan. You ain't making shit. But the more to do with, yeah, you can't make shit. No, I mean, yeah. That's that's ridiculous. With Rogan, it doesn't matter how many streams because they just paid him a hundred million dollars. So yeah, then that's that's the argument. I mean, anybody besides again what he said and all that other stuff. Which, by the way, it was really interesting when the first part of this, not the N word, the 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 first part where people were talking about him spreading misinformation. Yeah, you know how hard I had to go to look to find the episodes like where that was and what was actually said because every news article I looked 
just kept talking about the controversy. And I was like, I want to know what was mm. said. It took forever yeah, yeah, to yeah. do that. And then the argument, of course, is always going to be, is this, uh, is Spotify a platform or is it like an editor? Like, what you know, what is it? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Because they can claim, because again, any of us, you know, including this fine podcast, is just placed onto Spotify, but... Then Spotify also pays Joe Rogan $100 million to be exclusive to Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's that wonderful question of what do you want to be? Yeah. And obviously it's whatever they're making off of their uh, exclusivity with Rogan must be good that they have stayed strongly in his corner the whole time oh yeah yeah exactly right like they've not wavered but when they say oh neil young took his music off people are laughing at that neil young should have took his music off anyway just because of how little the artists are getting paid Mm. right correct i mean neil young's made his money he's not he doesn't need spotify and i think that's what a lot of artists are seeing right now but that's the thing i think needs to be addressed more is spotify just does not pay their artists well which is funny because that has literally been a running gag for like since it started and everyone's still just like man you know how no one gets paid for this stuff uh let's upload the next one yeah but i think it's a way that i guess some artists have to figure out this is the way we survive because growing up in the 90s and early 2000s it changed what you felt that you should spend on music like i can't think of the last time I paid for music. Can you? Well, I mean, I pay subscription fees for music. <laughs> okay, see, I don't even do that. I watch music on YouTube. Do you yeah. guys pay for subscriptions, Michael and Angela? Uh, yeah, we, we have a uh, an iTunes or a, an Apple Music account. So we've got oh. we've got the Apple One thing where we've got Apple TV, Apple Music, and then the... Uh, and then the extra iCloud storage. It's like that Apple one for like 15 bucks a month or whatever it is. We kind of have to have music with the lifestyle that we kind of, you know, created in the marriage. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's hysterical. Uh, Yeah. It's where we dance. You mean uh, for the cuddle sessions? Yes. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you were doing it to like a record player and it started skipping. That would ruin everything. Yeah. Do you know they actually have portable record players now? I try to quickly change the subject. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, I did. I think that's insane that they have that technology they can do now where they have portable record players. I think that's super cool. That is very cool. I feel like that's not that... You don't think it's super cool? I think it's super cool. I just don't think that it's like... It's a, re- a portable record player. I-, I feel like isn't that isn't that hard of a technology to make? Basically, he's shooting your idea. Yeah, he, you know this is the thing that Boston's been doing the last two episodes. Yeah, Ryan can't have anything. <laughs> Ryan thinks Moon Knight's the new Batman. Fuck him. Oh boy. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen now, Ryan? Because you're, you're gonna get notifications or ads saying how pointless those those things are. <laughs> yeah, my my name is gonna get taken off of the of the description of the show, and yours will be at it. Yeah. Here's the thing. If my name ever gets taken off, I will notice it with, I will wake up to the notch. I'll be like that Squidward meme. <laughs> <laughs> you wake it up and like sweat, you know, like my name's gone. I know it is. I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording this episode the Tuesday before the Super Bowl. So Woo-hoo. Michael, yep. before and you guys are both excited for the Super Bowl. Everybody's Woo-hoo. excited. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay, cool. All right, Michael. So the last time you came on the show, was the day before uh, we recorded it, was the day before uh, UT game. 
and yes. you gave a fun fact about Johnny Majors, right? And mm-hmm. then the next day on that on that during that UT game, that was the Affleck question of the day. Awesome. Yes, yes it was. And I felt like such a smart dude because I was like, oh yeah, that's obviously it because I knew the answer. And everybody looked at me like I was some kind of trivia god. So number one, thank you. <laughs> you are welcome, as always. Yeah. <laughs> Were you excited too when you saw that that was the trivia question? Oh yeah. I mean, especially when you're talking about Johnny Majors with Pitt and and then that was just a great thing to have. I'm glad those trivia questions were able to be available and just give the knowledge to the people. I love doing that. Exactly. Exactly. So now I want to know Cincinnati, LA, who you got? So that's tough for me. It's, this has been a tough one for me. So, but you put me on the spot. And again, the spread is four points. Uh, the, the Rams are favored by four. They are playing in their home stadium. But the, the it was weird. For 54 previous Super Bowls, they, the, 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 they never had a team play in their home stadium until last year when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did it. Um, That's insane. So, but again, if you, I mean, if you look at how they do it, it's so corporatized. And it's not like you've got a true home field advantage with the crowd because... My God, just look at the secondary market for tickets. It's insane. Yeah, I saw a picture that there were some tickets up to $75,000. Yeah, it's stupid. Jesus. It was honestly looking like rents rents in Knoxville. <laughs> Pretty That's much. how bad yeah. it was getting. So, yeah. again, the, the Rams, they're, four, they're a four-point favorite, and... Uh- are the Rams, are they the ones that are yellow? Yes, yes. Because we'll right. get this That's is how, my vote. Yes. That's my vote. Okay. A- right. Angela has like a very, yellow. yeah, she has a unique way of picking. It's basically okay. her favorite color. If, it, UT, of course, above everybody else Obviously. if we're doing that. Okay. Um, because yeah. our family does a bowl pick em thing. So, like, all 45, however many fucking bowl games they are, and we'll go down it. And she, like, will go through it. I'll pick based on everything that I know. He'll be based on logic is what he does. Like, what, what actually... Who needs logic? Yeah. It's relevant. But then, but then yeah. her, hers goes, of course, UT above all else, no matter who they're playing. But then if the team okay. has yellow in their color, that's next. If that's okay. not involved, then it's usually some type of cat... Yeah, or like tiger or animal of some whatever kind. Whatever it is. Oh, so if LA Rams were not yellow, you would have gone with Cincinnati. Which, which, yeah, they're the Bengals. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Okay. So, you got it. (laughs) Now, I have a question. Yeah. Have you ever tried using the way you pick to like win money to see see Uh, if your your method would work? Yes. So, Mm. Michael's family bowl game thing, how much do they usually pay? We usually put $10 on it. We play for money. Yeah. Yeah. based Based on your picks? I lose so badly, guys. Don't don't use yellow oh. and then cats. Don't do it. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought this was going the opposite way. <laughs> no. It would be bad for me to use your strategy because I'm colorblind. Oh, yes. oh that's <laughs> true. It would be really bad. That's um, true. So okay, so Michael, so you got you got Cincinnati, you got LA. Mm-hmm. Give it to us. Okay. So the big thing, you know, some of the big matchups you got to look at again is the Cincinnati Bengals. They're playing with house money. I mean, nobody has thought Cincinnati was going to get, especially this far, with such a young team. You've got Joe Burrow, great quarterback. I mean, was amazing at LSU, had one of the best individual seasons of a college uh, player I've ever seen. He comes in, he had his ACL tour last year with Cincinnati, and they were looking okay, 
Now they've got Jamar Chase, his fellow LSU teammate, to throw to. They've got some young talent there. And again, they've beaten teams that I was not expecting them to beat. Like, they beat Tennessee in in the divisional round. And, I yeah. mean, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times in that game. Usually you look at that, that's not going to happen. Ryan Tannehill, of course, right. threw three interceptions. That happened. Oh, that last interception, just I thought I was going to cry. And then they're playing the Chiefs in Kansas City. And the Chiefs, yeah. I think, jumped out to like a 21-3 to lead in the first half. And then Cincinnati comes all the way back. Their defense clamps down on Patrick Mahomes. Like, what the hell yeah. happened? And then you've got the Rams defense which is big. They do have, of course, a lot of these veteran players. They've gone all in on this season. They've made, they've traded away a lot of their draft picks because, you know, they got Matthew Stafford who had been languishing in Detroit. Bring him in. I think everybody that lives in Detroit is languishing. (laughs) Pretty pretty much. They brought in, you know, they've had Aaron Donald, who's probably the best defensive player, you know, one of these generational great defensive players on the defensive line. They brought in Von Miller, who won the Super Bowl MVP in Super Bowl 50 with Peyton Manning's last win there in, in Denver. He was yep. the MVP that year. They brought in Odell Beckham Jr. to compliment Cooper Cup, who has just yeah. been a phenomenal wide receiver for them. So yeah. it's one of these things where are you going to look at Cincinnati and that great offense and them just playing with nothing to lose? Joe Burrow hasn't lost a do-or-die game since college. Like Even in college, he won the playoff beating uh, and Clemson in the national championship game. He's been undefeated, cool as a cucumber. But then you look at Detroit, or uh, I'm sorry, Los Angeles's. You look at their defense, and I still, I might be a sucker for it, but still, I have this just really belief that defense wins championships. Okay. So I'm leaning Los Angeles. I have not placed a bet on this game yet because that is betting is legal here in Tennessee. If you want to message me at any point, slide into my DMs. You know, I can give you a code. And you can get a fifty dollar credit on FanDuel. Uh, where I do my betting, or follow me on TikTok for any of my betting advice. Shibbles and What's bits. What's your TikTok? It's Shibbles and Bits. Not financial advice. No, I yes, this is not financial advice. This is my thing. Also, BRBAFK has no responsibility here. So no. if you right? lose your house listening to Michael Shibley, <laughs> we do not have any yeah. responsibility. Yeah, the over-under is at 48 and a half. So, oh. you know, you look at that, and again, it's just so interesting to see where that's gonna go real quick because yeah. i am a layman i watched the big men hit themselves mm-hmm. but i don't really what does the over under actually mean the over under is your point total so at 48 and a half if they score 49 or more points you go over that's the point total combined in the game that Together. the two teams are going to play okay like so, price is right rules yeah. Yeah. So that, if, I love that. If yeah. the if the final score was twenty four to twenty seven, that's fifty one points. You win that bet if you bet the over. Okay. That. Thanks for asking that question, Boston. Yeah. I had no idea either. Yeah. So again, I'm going to lean on the Rams and their defense. Yay. I think again they've been in a you know they lost to Tom Brady and when he was still with the Patriots a few seasons ago in the Super Bowl. So I think their core group is back. So I think that experience, I, again, think that that defensive line, if they can get to Joe Burrow enough, I think they're going to win. I'm really looking at 27-24 as your final score with the Rams. So if you bet Cincinnati at plus four, you would win that bet because 
they would only lose by three, and you could lose by up to four if Cincinnati, if you're going to bet the Bengals. Um, but okay. I, I do think the over is the play. I'm going to make a TikTok later this week of my easy money bet, and to me, the over at 48.5 would be your play. What do you think the final score is actually going to be? I was, gonna say, I was saying 27-24 Los Angeles. And as a okay, 49ers right. fan, I hate that so much. I hate the day. They beat my Niners. The Niners were up by 10 points in the fourth quarter and couldn't hey, close. Bro, I'm a Titans fan. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have a special hate for LA Rams too. Were they the LA Rams then when that Super Bowl happened? They were they were in St. Louis. They were in Los Angeles. Time. They moved to St. Louis. Then they moved back to yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. And Angela Scott, you're going with the Bengals, right? No, she's going with the Rams. The yellow one. Rams. Oh, yellow. yellow. Sorry. Yes. All right. Collarbone. Remember, um, <laughs> Scott. Sorry. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going with whatever Angela goes with. Okay, yellow, right. team yellow. Yeah. Right now we've got three yellows. Yeah, I, I love her strategy. <laughs> I think that the uh, Detroit Lions are going to come in and chair. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, take over the whole, whole match from behind. Cash, okay. cash in that like money it. in the bank briefcase. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I so you okay? So I have to say, what do I think could win a Bengal or a Ram? And. I think, even though the Bengals probably quicker than the Ram, mm-hmm. if the Ram gets one hit butt in, oh, it's, it's over. over. It's done. So I'm going to go yellow, too. Yay, okay. Team Yellow! We're team Yellow, baby. <laughs> Here's one thing I don't like about leading up to the Super Bowl now, and I'm going to get serious here for a minute. Yeah. I like going into the Super Bowl. I like sitting there. I like watching everything. I like watching the commercials, the halftime show, whatever show the network shows afterwards. I hate this new thing that they do where they're showing the commercials like days early. Oh, agree. I completely agree with you. I I also like the commercials and the halftime show and the, and the puppy bowl and the whole nine yards. It's amazing. It's it's a whole thing. When did they do the puppy bowl? No, 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 no. When when did they start showing the commercials earlier like they're doing now? It's been like the last few years. Like I just got off IGN like before we started recording because I'm a professional, Scott. Of course. Um, And they were already talking about two commercials coming up. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I want to sit there and be surprised with all I'm saying there. Oh, look, it's a trailer for a new movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or I want to be surprised. Or oh my God, Peyton Manning's in a Doritos commercial. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. I want the surprise of it. I get it. But we live in this weird spoiler culture now. Like it happened to you, right, Scott? Like on Saturday. Oh my God. <laughs> so I I have a thing now because Netflix has fucking spoiled me. I want to wait till the entire season is out before I binge anything. Yes. Uh, so reach it. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So I was waiting on Boba Fett, but then I knew that some big things that had happened the past couple episodes, like, I, I need to go ahead and just watch it. You know, I'm, I'm going to get something spoiled. I know I will. So Saturday, or no, 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 or maybe it was Friday, I'd actually started it the night before. I got, like, three episodes in. The very next day, we were doing uh, Movie Pals, and, and granted, I had made it six weeks without having anything spoiled. And uh, I put I picked up my phone, and I saw something about Mark Hamill and Boba Fett. I was like, oh, son of a bitch <laughs> so, yeah, yeah just on google like in google news yeah, it was in my google news yes it's like spoilers and also here's a picture it's right like, exactly yeah because i can tell you that getting to see that scene 
with Luke and baby Yoda on that planet. Once that scene comes up, I was so amazed because at the end of Mandalorian season two, I was like, I would love to see Luke training him, but there's no way they're going to have the budget to do that. And they sure did. And, and, and Ryan told me ahead of time, you know, because after, after I told him it already got spoiled, uh, he was like, you know, they even did a better job with uh, the CGI uh, with with him than they did in, in Mandalorian. He was right. Looked, yeah, I was great. I was very shocked. Like when she handed Luke the little uh, what is that thing? Chainmail. The chainmail thing. I yeah, did not yeah. think that they were going to show him like holding something like that because that n- definitely did not happen previously. Yeah. yeah. But- I was shocked. Yeah, no, they yeah. did everything. They had Luke walk in, like, and yeah. they did a great job with showing, like, de-aging Ham. Because I don't know, was it fully CGI, or did they actually have Hamill there filming this stuff? Does I don't, anybody I don't know? know? I, I, don't, no I don't think Hamill's a part of that. I could be wrong. He really does the voice of Luke still. I think so. No, he does. Yeah. I, I think because he's, he's credited in the, okay. trailer, in the credits. Of I, the, I would yeah, hope yeah. so. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck you, Hamill. <laughs> that would be awful. You took the off the off the cliff. You don't care anymore. <laughs> but in uh, Boston, you just don't watch any of the Star Wars stuff, right? I just haven't. It's not that I don't. It's not that I don't or okay. won't. I just have not. Boston, I I feel you. I feel you because I t- if I lived alone, I also would just not be into the Star Wars thing. But since I have mm-hmm. Michael, like it sort of is like. Well, it's around me, so I might as well watch it anyway. But I don't know if I would just pick it up on my own. Kind of like with me and Supernatural. I would never <laughs> choose to watch Supernatural. But Kim Burst loves it, heart, so... Man. Yeah. Every time you say that, you I hurt. Die a little bit inside, oh, honestly, I die really do. Boston likes to hurt us, I know, Scott. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he cuts deep. So, now, the one thing so far with the show is, like, the first four episodes, I'll admit, a little uneven... But I think some of the hate that the show is getting online frustrates me because people are saying, oh, this isn't how Boba Fett would act. How the fuck do you know that? Boba Fett has been in two movies, has had four lines of dialogue, got knocked into a Sarlacc pit. There's not a lot of characterization for this guy. Look, okay, this one book that was written by a fan a long time ago made my little penis hard and so now exactly exactly the way that that story went then i can't be happy i get it i mean it's it's the same thing well first of all someone put this out there uh it was a screen capture someone had posted it's like people are mad because the boba fett tattoo that they got is not how it's he's acting in the show or something like that which i thought was hilarious but it's the same expectations all of us have had with like Game of Thrones or or pro wrestling, so many stuff where we fantasy book in our own head, yeah. and then when it doesn't live up to all the expectations in our head, everybody just yeah. tra- then immediately trashes it. Like yeah. I was fine. I know you guys have talked about this. Like I was totally fine with how Game of Thrones went. I know Angela was fine with it too. Oh, yeah, I I feel like they they gave you hints. Like I I don't mean to bash anybody but like it was pretty clear to me that like she was going nutso oh yeah that that part i had a problem with i just had a problem with how they ruined Jamie's character at the end of the show after all the redemption they did to him oh yeah i understand that that. because they did all that all that was for nothing yeah Yeah. i keep coming back to that part they uh i agree with anybody on that one yeah fuck that part yeah but But anyway uh, that didn't see denarius changing 
was not paying attention to the the seasons beforehand. Completely. Honestly, agree. I I still stand with the idea. That she, I don't think she ever changed. That was in my in my head. I can't, I hold akin to the Punisher. She just so happened to be you know uh, Frank Castle is a serial killer who happens mm-hmm. to kill bad people like Dexter. Right. Like okay. that is all Daenerys was doing. She was being violent, cruel, and inhuman, but to the bad guys, so we didn't care. But she was so nice to her horsey people, though. She was. Right. Don't liken her to the Punisher, though, because then far right wing people will start using her picture. <laughs> oh gosh, that's uh, so bad. <laughs> Miss, you know, confused. Oh god, that she would is. be amazing. <laughs> that would be actually. But my thing with Boba Fett is going with this show. Like we had, we had on before when Scott talked. We had we had an episode we talked about near death experiences, and Scott talked about how he changed who he was after his after he almost died in that car wreck. 100%. Boba Fett almost dies in a Sarlacc pit. Boba Fett survives the Sarlacc pit, becomes a hostage to the Tusken Raiders, and then befriends them. Yep. So there's this huge thing that happens with Boba Fett from Empire to where we're at in, in Book of Boba Fett, where he has what's called character development. He's what? The no. person he was. What? And those movies are that book that got you hard he is a different person now people change and my point too is he was a bounty hunter you know he worked for the empire but he was doing the job like he would take a bounty from anybody does that mean he's a bad guy anyway yeah just because he, people, he was a bounty hunter taking jobs for the empire inherently yeah i'm mean, sorry no. <laughs> kind of yeah you're working for the nazis basically you're taking bounty well, hunters for the nazis. I guess. <laughs> But when people go, he don't fuck good now. It's like, (laughs) he's old, for one. And two, they've shown in the first four episodes, he has to get in that healing bath. Yeah. So he's obviously not at 100%. And by the way, I have an article pulled up here uh, from Esquire. It says that Mark Hamill was not used at all for any audio. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. Also, for Mandalorian, they did something called a re-speecher, where they took... uh, recorded audio of Hamill from the films. And it says in Boba Fett, it says they went one step further in eliminating Hamill altogether. Not only was his voice digitally created, but his likeness was as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah, they, did, they, didn't, they didn't use him at all. I'm sure oh. he was so relieved. So Mark Hamill can die at any moment, I guess. Apparently so. And Star Wars is like, yeah, it does yeah, take care. damn. Wow, Graham Hamilton plays Luke Skywalker. Okay. I'm glad you caught that. Uh, yeah, right. this is uh, performance artist Scott Lang hired to play Luke while on set. The deep fake tech used to put Hamill's face on the character, then re-speecher to make him say whatever you want. That's crazy. It's weird because his name, he's listed in the credits of the episode, though. I don't, yeah, I don't know. His likeness was there. So I yeah, like have right, to his that. name and likeness. <laughs> right, name, so name, have to, yeah. have to because of that, I guess. Yeah, just like the college kids, name, image, and likeness. So the question, my question is, does he get paid? I'm sure he gets paid. Yeah. Okay. God, I, I hope I, so. I, I would hope so, too. I don't think it's it's not going to be like a Mr. Fuji situation where the wrestler, Mr. Mr. Fuji, he used to, uh, it was so weird, he used to work as a ticket taker at the East Town Hall. He sure did. It sued the game company at the time that was doing the WWE games because they used his likeness in one of the games without paying him. Oh. Yeah, so, so yeah. Fuji sued. Yeah, you don't screw with Mr. Fuji. He'll throw sand in your face and then sue you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I will admit, the last two episodes of Boba Fett have been 
better than the first four, which kind of shows you maybe both that's a cool character, but maybe there's not a lot to him. The last two episodes have been phenomenal. I think we all call it what Mandalorian uh, season two and a half. (laughs) Pretty much. That's what it is. Right. And let me tell you right now, making Groku choose between the Jedi or the Mandalorian. That's some bullshit, Luke. It is. It is. He's a baby. I thought it was the Sith that dealt in absolute drops. Like, oh, my only argument to that, and I do agree with what you're saying, but my only argument is how they always and Angela and I have gone back and forth on this, and how the Jedi are supposed to give away like all personal attachments. So his choice is if he chooses the chainmail, he's still having that personal attachment to the Mandalorian where he picks the lightsaber and he's going the way of the Jedi. That would be my counter-argument to that point. So in a way, it's kind of interesting because both Mando and Baby Yoda are getting, in a way, abused by people that are very into religion. Because remember, the armorer told Mando he was out. He had to leave. And now Luke is making Baby Yoda decide, hey, you can be friends with Mando, but that means you're not going to be a Jedi. Yep. And it's a good show. Just that if you're listening to this, well, you probably (laughs) pulled a lot of shit here. But (laughs) it's not, it's nowhere near as bad as some parts of the internet. And they're probably like a vocal minority, if if we're being honest. It's just bad. So what do you guys think he's going to choose? Oh, the lightsaber. Uh, I, I'm not even sure if I would have even like, I, I'm not even sure I would have looked at the armor. I mean, sword or shield? Sword all the way. Go for the sword. I don't understand Yo, the choice you here. You your swords. If you're presented with Pokemon sword and shield, are you still picking the sword? Yes. Yeah, okay, she was. That's one of Boston's favorite things about these episodes is when I tell a joke and it bombs. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I'm convinced Boston deep down just hates us. He's so cool yeah. for this new episode. <laughs> if there's not crickets at it too after that, I, I'm disappointed in Boston. <laughs> right? I need to look at yeah. Michael. Like, uh, yes, Angela is pure offense when it comes to pretty much any character we play. Like okay. when we do when we do Hades runs. Yeah, like, oh, she oh hates God. the shield. Oh, hate it with a passion. Hates the shield. What's your favorite weapon? Well, well, it's obviously the sword and the spear. Oh, I love the spear, yeah. I will say when you get a, oh, I can't remember what aspect it is for the fist, where you pull the person closer and then upper yes. the magnetic cutter one, yeah. I mean, that one, I, I did my best run with that one because all nice. I kept doing was that one thing over and over again. <laughs> That's awesome. So this is a good segue. So... <laughs> the two of you have an amazing Twitch channel, Shibbles and Bits, right? Well, yes. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd watch it just for your name alone. Your name's amazing. And <laughs> thank you. You guys typically usually play Hades and Hollow Knights. Hollow Knights! Those have been the two big things we have been playing uh, recently. Just, again, circumstances. The last week we weren't able to do that. But this past week, are uh, coming up. Uh, as of this recording, we're back uh, Thursday evenings. Was it problems in the relationship? No, ha. no. It was just... <laughs> I was about it wasn't actually. I was, I was felt a little dangerous was, before I asked that question. It no. was it was a uh, lack of cuddling. Okay. <laughs> it was um, too much cuddling. It got in the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not enough time. <laughs> Plus, that's probably not something you could put on Twitch. 
No. Nope. That's, that's a whole yeah. that's a whole other channel. <laughs> yep. yep. This doesn't look anything like Hades. <laughs> so okay, so typically Hades Hades or Hollow Knight, right? Yeah, H- Hades has been on Thursdays and then we've been doing Hollow Knight on Saturday. So and and again, it's getting close to Valentine's Day. Mm. So again, as we recorded this, fingers crossed because a few years it, it seems to get longer and longer every year because that's how time works. Yeah. Uh, Team yeah, Cherry, what she said. Team Cherry, who uh, created Hollow Knight, made an announcement on Valentine's Day about Silk Song, the s- sequel or wh- however they're doing it. We, we don't, don't know. know. It's we this know. next game that's starring Hornet who's in Hollow Knight, they have been very quiet. Again, they can take all the time in the world because Hollow Knight is perfection itself. So, and again, you got three people working on the damn game, but they released that trailer, God, it feels like three years ago. It's too long. It's been too long. And I, we keep hoping that around Valentine's Day, we're either going to get a release date for Silk Song or we're going to get, they're just going to be like, oh, surprise, nope, it's here. I would lose my mind if that's what happened. And yeah, I know some people think that's what's going to happen because I know Nintendo did one of their indie um, spotlight things, I think in December, and people thought it was unusual because they usually don't do them that close to the end of the year. And there was a lot of people going, oh, maybe they're going to show Silk Song here. But then people were saying, well, no, because there's another outlet that there's a rumor that Silkstone would be February of 2022. I'm hoping that's right, because Hollow Knight is phenomenal. And Angela, I hear you chanting uh, Hollow Knight a lot in the background Hollow there. Knight! <laughs> You're kind of a Hollow Knight expert, aren't you? Well, okay, I am not a gamer, okay? So I don't want anybody coming into this thinking like, oh, Angela, she's beat this so many... I, I have not, okay? But I have played the game so many times, and then just when it got to the point where I didn't want to go any further, I just quit, so... <laughs> where is that part? It's when you get to the Hollow Knight part, because I've done everything else in it, that mm-hmm. I don't want the ending that is the sibling ending, and I just okay. don't want to see it, so I just don't do that one. <laughs> I respect that. Oh, yep. yeah. Did you ever beat the circus part? Yes. 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 Um, It's so much fun. That's some respect for me, because that... I cheesed it. So, part. when... When you say like I I know a lot I know a lot of cheeses so like hey, I've never works. actually beaten the <laughs> right I've never yeah. actually beaten the Crystal Guardian I always get the uh, the stink thing on and Defender's I just, Crest the Defender's Crest and I stand next to him and he and he dies because he's oh, sleeping on a bench yeah. yeah yeah so you can just sit there and cheese him of course it, I've timed it where usually like I'll do it. And maybe die one time, but then by like the, the the time it takes me to then respawn, come back, and then beat him, yep. it still is quicker than like her just sitting there. It is, but I yeah. don't have to worry about it's him true. killing me. I mean, there's different there's yeah. different ways to skin a cat, you know. It's yeah, so no, there are. Like I, when I first started playing the game, I got to the first fight with Hornet, and it's a hard ass fight that early in the game. Yes. Oh God, yeah. I could not get past that part. I was thinking. Okay, Ryan, I guess you just suck at video games now. <laughs> so I had to go online. Finally, I said, I'm going to look on YouTube. And somebody did, like, uh, found a way to cheese Hornet. And it worked oh, to nice. perfection. And then I felt I felt good about myself. I didn't sit there and go, oh, I cheese. I was like, ha ha, Hornet. I guess I'm the best this time. That's right. Yeah, yes. it's such a well-made game. 
It's it is. so good. I yeah. I love. I don't know. I love taking my time with it. Like I I'm the kind of person that, like counts how much geo you need and like opening all yeah. the bags and doing all the collectibles. Like I I even got a plushie of a grub that makes different noises. <laughs> it's That's so awesome. cute. Yeah. Uh, you can see it on the Twitch stream. <laughs> yeah, we'll have it when we play Hollow Knight. Uh, we do have a subscriber goal going right now that we've announced where okay. if we get to 25 followers because again we're yeah. trying to get to twitch affiliate we're, we're you know that wonderful goal of at least hopefully then having ads and then maybe they'll send us a dollar like we yeah, did yeah, on yeah. spotify if and these are things i personally have not done in the game so if we get to 25 followers i will kill Menderbug. that's so sad yes <gasps> Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, do that. If we get to Twitch affiliate, I will yeah. make. I, I'm not going to say I'm going to complete it, but I will make an attempt at the Path of Pain. Oh, where are and, you guys at right now? Oh, where where are we? We are. So Michael likes to take a weird route. So at the current moment, he's trying to get two more pale ore without even having descending. Uh, wait, desolate dive. Desolate dive, which yeah. is wild. So we're really wow. like going off the rails here with this one just to kind of make it interesting and see yeah what you gotta shake it up a little bit yeah yeah, yeah just like with your mega mixes you gotta shake yes. it up a little bit you can't you know just All go straight into the same song yeah but how many affiliate where are you at right now to get how close are you to affiliation uh, i believe we've got 15 followers right now okay so, so that's not too bad just 10 more yeah we'll put the link to your twitch channel and in our show notes, yep. I guess maybe. Let's do that instead of putting Scott in there, Boston. Can we just put our, our Poor Scott. Just do that for our show notes. Yeah. And then when, when we share it onto the Facebook pages and the socials, yeah. we'll put it there too. It'll hopefully get you those ten. Yeah, we're actually up to nineteen followers actually. I'm gonna so take it to yeah. us. Like in in the matter of two minutes yep. that we've been speaking yep. about this, yeah. you've got up four. And of course and of course Boston was our first follower. So Oh nice. Know, just, Thank you, Boston. Yeah, yeah, and I I can tell you, be honest. Um, Boston and I, you know, we we hang out a lot, go to comic book store and all that. Boston talks a lot about how much he enjoys your Twitch channel. That is awesome, Boston. Hold on, not breaking any secrets here. Yes, I have said that. I have said that. I have said. I that. I think you're ruining Boston's reputation because he's he's coming across as a bad boy. Yeah. You know how he treats me and you and I. So I think you're I think you're you're ruining his reputation. I love Boston. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy well. See, that was the original idea behind my channel too. Was going to be co-op specifically. Yeah. Like seeing seeing another team being like, "Yes, we're doing co-op together as a team." It's like, yeah. The first couple of things we did too on our channel, we played Sackboy's Big Adventure. Nice. <laughs> oh, I love that game. And then we also played It Takes Two, which is awesome. As a Valentine's Day thing, I highly recommend It Takes Two. Ron and I both recommend that as well. Yeah, we did our yeah. uh, top ten games of the year and we both put it on our list that yep. that's a really yeah. good co-op game oh it is and you can catch our archived footage of that over on our youtube page which is also shibbles and bits uh we've got all the stream archives there and hopefully i'm going to start making some actual youtube videos again like some sports videos and things because i did a lot of tennessee football recaps yeah but now i've got some i have some ideas for some more longer form things i just haven't had the time to do them and did you see a t uptick on your tiktok when you were doing because i know you you ended up like you got a, a good amount of traction with some of your simone biles i got a, i got a, a fair amount but it's kind of just petered out. i guess all those people were not as fond of betting mm -hmm. as i was yeah. so um but well you know it's weird how some of those things work so what's get sent out there 
to get people to come to and watch and then give you those follows and likes and everything too. And it changes like every fucking week. Does it really? Almost. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to I have to disagree with uh, Angela about something real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Oh, I, yes, I, I'm starting conflict <laughs> right now. I good. think that you can't have a channel or a, or, or a anything about gaming with your husband and, and, and say you're not a gamer. I think you're a gamer. I'm sorry. Oh, that's so I think sweet. You're a gamer. I, I super appreciate it. If you see some of the... <laughs> Okay, funny story time. Yes. <laughs> if you go see, on, if you see one of the parts on It Takes Two that we yeah. did, um, you'll see a lot of time where we pause and then we switch controllers, and then Michael has to do it, and then we pause and switch controllers because I legit could not get past the wasps. You don't have to be a good gamer to be a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the wasps when you had to take out uh, when you were fighting with the squirrels and had to take out all the wasps. Oh yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah, shoot- yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Because Angela had never played a third-person shooter. Like zero in my entire in that, life. It was, it was interesting watching her try and figure out how you can move and aim and fire all at the same I don't, time. Guys, it was aiming at the ceiling. Every time I push the button, I don't understand what we're talking about. I was pushing the same buttons. <laughs> I was pushing the same buttons. That's awesome. So, um, That's actually the part. That's where uh, Scott and I are... Since yep. we, we haven't got to play in a in a couple of weeks because of COVID and everything, we got to start that like, again. That's soon, exactly yeah. where we're at in the game, and I it's a fun game. Now it's fun. There, it's so there fun. There is a guy, and I'm gonna probably mispronounce his name, so I apologize. Uh, Marshiro Sakura. He's the Smash Bros. Ultimate Director. He found a way to play It Takes Two by himself. What is it? What does he Whoa. do? He's got at some talent. Like, I'll. I'll I don't know how way to share this with you all, but he's got a way where he takes two PlayStation controllers and kind of puts them on top of each other. And then he uses his thumbs on the analog sticks on the bottom controller and then his fingers for the analog sticks on the other controller. And then he switches between the two. And he's been able to get super far in the game doing it solo. Wow. Master Sakurai, really. Okay. Yeah. He's streaming many times. I guess he's got a Mr. Sakura Presents showcase that he actually uses two controllers at once, sometimes drawing laughter from the staff and viewers. In fact, sights of him using two controllers at once can be seen even in Smash Brothers Brawl. I love that. So yeah, so he's found (laughs) a way to do this by himself. I don't honestly know if I could do... I don't think I could get past the beginning of that game like that. I, I don't think I could either. Yeah, I don't think I can get past the character select screen. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. We gotta pick between May and Cody. I don't think I can do that. You don't even need two copies of the game. He's made enough money. Yeah, he's gotta be able to afford a friend. Right, exactly. And in fact, you know what? If you want to play that game with me, I'm down. I will not play Smash yes. Brothers with you because I don't understand Smash Brothers, but I will play It Takes Two with you. And I will tell you right now, I know with with, with as much frustrated as Ryan and I have been in that game, there's no damn way. There's no way in hell I can do that by myself. No. no that, that would be intense. I think I can do it by myself easier than with a partner. Oh. oh. Wait, what are you going to Okay, let's hear this. I mean, I, I don't have to communicate anything. I just do it. Well, that, but that's the best part. That's the most fun part about it, though. Yeah, that's, the, it really that's is. the fun part. But yeah, if I want to win, that's that's different than having fun. Uh, it also helps that Scott and I play games the same. I don't know how, how you all play games, but the way I do it is I'm searching every nook and nanny. I'm searching every nanny. <laughs> every nook and cranny. But that's the, the way Scott plays, too. 
So as soon as it gives us control, we both run off in our own direction to look for hidden stuff. We don't even say what we're doing. We just automatically do it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I am very much a uh, kind of like a go. It's not that I don't explore. Michael's really the more explore person. He, Thank goodness he's like there because he's sort of like, wait, there's something over here because I'm just like, oh, is this a path? I need to follow this path. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh-huh. Now you, do, you don't do that with Hollow Knight though, right? You've gotten to the point where you, no. you explore it. Hollow Knight's very different to me because the ambiance makes you want to stay there longer and like hit every single piece of the wall humanly possible. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, I don't know if you guys are you guys still with the squirrels and the wasp? That's Is that where right. you are yes. in the game right yes. now? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna say I'm not trying to spoil anything. Oh god. But I'm gonna power through it. I have done some very dark things. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> in video games. There is something coming up in this game that is one of the most horrible, dark, disturbing things I have ever ever oh, done no. in a video and it's, game. It's in the, it's in the oh, wasp level? Okay. Michael, oh, it's in the wasp Wait level? for it. It, it. No, it's not in that... It's not in the wasp level. Okay. It's it's okay. later, but it's still one of the most horrible things you will ever do in a video oh. game. And it makes you do it, too. Oh, it makes you do it. Here's oh, no. the, when, when I first started playing the game, I was like, oh, this would be a cool game for uh, my friend Ryan to play with his little daughter. And then, like, oh, no. <laughs> about oh, 20 minutes yeah. later, I was like... Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. this is a this isn't a game for adults. This is yep. not a children's yeah. game. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know if you guys remember from Grand Theft Auto Five when you're forced to torture that one guy, oh, God. like with waterboarding and and t- oh, know you know the about. batteries. Yeah, like that. Yeah, this is worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I think we need to have a, a Twitch channel where we make little kids play games like this. <laughs> oh my God! If you don't torture this person, you're you're never going to see your mom again. <laughs> it's like a type of saw. Yep. <laughs> and when he says, "I just please, Mister, let me go home," you chuckle and go, "Ah, yep. oh, kids really do say the darndest things." <laughs> <laughs> bothers me that you were ready for that part. <laughs> Sounds like you rehearsed that. <laughs> I did it though. That's the problem with my brain. Uh, one thing I do know we want to talk about tonight, like the situation that's going on, because it's it's actually playing out here in Tennessee, unfortunately, with what happened with the book Mouse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for people who don't understand, there was a, is it McMinn County? I do you want to say in defense of Tennessee, it was only one county. Yes. <laughs> a lot of the articles that came up about it really yeah. upset me because they were like, Tennessee County Schools, like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. Mm-hmm. Not all county schools in Tennessee, one specific county. Yeah. Like, And then, of course, as soon as you're defending it, then it comes out, Tennessee pastor burns books. Yeah, that didn't help either. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No, no. Yeah. That was bad. So it was, yeah, McMinn County where Athens, Tennessee is. So it's down. It's a small county. Yeah, it's down I-75. It's between Knoxville and Chattanooga. As the crow flies, I think. Crows. Yeah, so McMinn County, this book has been in, in curriculums for years, but that's the new big thing with the right and their culture war is now attacking uh, books for children. So they had it, it, it wasn't banned, but it was pulled 
essentially from the school's curriculum, right? For like eighth graders. I thought it was banned from the libraries. See, yeah, and this is where everybody gets hazy about so much of this is because they pulled it from the curriculum. Now they say they have not removed it from the library. Yeah, like McMahon County has libraries. That's been, that's (laughs) been the big thing is everybody's like, you can go to the library and get it. It's not, it's like, I think of me. Now again, I'm not every person, but when I was in middle school, I, I was not a big reader. Okay. Angela was a big reader. Yeah. I'm and, still a big reader. Yeah, we're both big readers now. But back then, like, I was reading, like, Sports Illustrated and... Boys Life. Whatever. Yeah, Boys Life magazine. <laughs> I was in the Boy Scouts, so I had that. And, but I was... And then any type of, you know, nudie magazine you find oh, in the woods. You, you know, you, you look at those. You scoundrel. Oh, to- horrible. Yeah. I get it. I did and, the same thing when I found a treasure trove in Germany, and I got I cried. I said, "Thank you, God." Through my prayers. <laughs> I, I was I was sneak look at them in like gas stations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So the only books I ever read were the ones that were assigned to me yeah. in school, yeah. and again, and I I would get in these arguments with some of my friends or people I'm friends with on Facebook. I wouldn't call them like friends yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But they're like, you know, it's dirty words. And, and someone made a great point where they said, essentially, so, the, you know, six million people died in the Holocaust. We all know the story. Yeah. We all know the horrible things that happened. And you're upset because a character said some dirty words about his experience during that. That's what you're upset about. Not upset that it happened. Yeah. Children can experience the Holocaust, but they can't read about it. Right. Yeah. It brings me back almost, you tie sports things around it, it brings it back to Super Bowl 38 with the wardrobe malfunction with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. You can have violence and things all you want, but a boob comes out for half a second on national TV and everybody shits themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and this is honestly a lot before a lot of like, where you could watch it online and get pictures and stuff like that. So you saw a lot of grainy yep. pictures of it. And that's where it gets worse because the media is pretending to be upset about it. Well, they're showing it. Mm-hmm. They're using it for viewership yeah. and yeah. meanwhile, like talking shit about it. Yep, and it's kind of been, I guess, in the last year or so, people finally really started turning against Timberlake because of stuff like this. So he's had to come out and actually apologize to Janet Jackson or Miss Jackson if you're nasty. I mean, that should have happened in the first place, as we all realize. And when I watched it when it first happened... I thought it was planned because he says it perfectly at the last second of the song. I thought it was Tear Away and it was a part of the show, but I guess it wasn't. I always understood it that it was effectively the move was supposed to be part of the show, but he grabbed too much. Okay. But then again, I really didn't keep up with it that hard. Okay, so you yeah, weren't you weren't really following the boob gate. Okay, all right. No, I was not following <laughs> the boob gate. Nice. Back to Mouse. So yeah, the book has been banned from curriculum, which is almost essentially like banning the book. Because like you said, Michael, I was the same when I was a kid. A lot of the books I read that weren't Spider-Man and stuff like that came from school where I was assigned a book to read. That's how I first read Night. I don't think I would have read Night until much later in my life, if even then, if I hadn't had to read it in school. Mouse was made by Art Spiegelman. Is it Spiegelman? Spiegelman. Spiegelman. Yeah, as a way to show the horrors of the Holocaust in a way that he knew would appeal, like that children could understand and read. So the Jews are mice, the Nazis are cats, the Americans are dogs. And it's uh, the telling of his father and mother's experiences during, you know, having lived in Auschwitz. And the nude mouse, which they're upset with too, which is weird because, you know, mice don't wear clothes, is when his mother commits suicide. 
So anyway, this happened. It leaked in the news, I think, the day before International Holocaust Remembrance Day. So that day, within hours of the news hitting, comic stores across Knoxville, like I know Nirvana was the big one that took point on that, started saying, hey, if you want to read this, come in our store. We have a few, we have copies. They're yours for free. That's cool that they're doing that, by the way. Yep. So Nirvana started to go fund me. I think they planned to go $20,000 and their plan was to buy copies for anybody that wanted a copy of it in the United States. I think when I last looked at the GoFundMe, I think it's at $98,000. Yeah. So I think they're probably going to end up doing more than just buying copies of that book. Hopefully they'll donate it to a lot of like the Holocaust Museum, defamation leagues, you know, places like that so that that the money can really, because I don't think, have they mentioned anything else about what they're going to do with it? They haven't, at least from what I've seen, because I did donate to their GoFundMe. They haven't released an update about, I know they have a teaching companion with it. That's one of the things they're going to send out. And it's one of these things too, because it was an argument that they had where they're, because one of the things that the board came out and said later, they made a statement, said, we're going to replace it with another book about the Holocaust. But they didn't come up with anything. They said they're going to eventually do that. Yeah. But they didn't say what they're doing. So, because, I mean, if you're going to replace it, for again, this is just me. I believe that that's just such a perfect thing to show. Because, yes, The Diary of Anne Frank is a wonderful read, and everybody should read that. The Boy in the Striped Pajamas should be read too. However, you want to look at what's truly gritty about the Holocaust because you don't hear about what happens inside Auschwitz from the diary of Anne Frank. You're just talking about them hiding. The boy in the striped pajamas, it's from the perspective of a German boy. Yeah. It's not even from the kid in the concentration camp. Yeah, exactly. So you look at this. This is what gives them the reality of everything. And that's why I'm such a big proponent of Mouse. I'm going to reread it here very soon. So just because yeah. I, I want to see it again. I, I read it a long time ago. Um, Angela's had a copy forever. I read that one back uh, a few years ago as well. So yeah. it's, again, it, it, history is such a thing that you need to know about these things. You need to see, history is there to, and I was a history minor in college. Yeah. It's there to make you uncomfortable. There's so many things that even I, as a big history guy, didn't know about. Yeah. I've said this before. I didn't know about the Tulsa Massacre until Watchmen came out. Really? Yeah, I didn't know anything about that. And I love history. I love hearing about all these things and then learning from it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think that's impressive that you were a minor in college. Like, you were basically like Doogie Howard. God damn it. <laughs> this is, how, this yeah. is what I do. <laughs> but one of the cool things is the comic store I go to is Comics Exchange. Uh, Bill's been on the show before. So Bill, immediately once the story came out what happened in McMinn County, Bill went and bought as many copies as he could. Because, like, you know, the, the, the book sold out almost immediately. Because some people are yep. buying books of it. And then the next day, Will Wheaton, I think on his Twitter or his uh, one of his socials, to talk about all this, and he linked to... Comic book stores all across Tennessee. I think Comics Exchange was the sixth one on his list there. So Bill started getting calls from people asking, what can we do? How can we donate money? So Bill got last week 40 soft covers in. He's getting 25 hardbacks, but they're on back order right now. And every issue, every book he's getting, he's giving away to like students of age for free or parents of students of age. I love that, man. That's, That's so great. 
Yep, and he's even got some uh, Spanish copies for people, you know, families are bilingual, or you have a kid that's learning Spanish. Hola, como este holocaust? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad I'm not the one being (laughs) offensive here. (laughs) <laughs> Although right now, Mel Gibson is laughing his ass off at that part. Oh, he is. He, is. <laughs> he listens to our podcast. You guys know that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a famous listener. We love you, Mel. Yeah, Mel. But no, it's been kind of amazing. Bill says like he had a dude come in last week that doesn't even shop there and just came in and said, hey, here's 60 bucks for Mouse. So uh, it's like, yeah, it's a tremendous outpouring. But I hope people understand it's definitely going to be unfortunate a lot more of this because They've already started talking about Texas has like 40 or 50 books that are right now being threatened to be banned. And those are books including Lord of the Rings, Michelle Obama's autobiography. Why? What? It's this weird culture war that um, that they're pushing right well, because now. Because it's, it's not cancel culture if they're doing yeah. it. Yep. Exactly. I, I do want to point out that the whole Lord of the Rings thing is not technically new. Um, when there was a big old to do about Harry Potter and wizards and the devil back when Harry Potter was was good. Devil, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, I was telling my mom about this, and she goes, "Oh, what'd she say?" She was like, uh, "You know, the back in my day, it was Lord of the Rings because there was a wizard in it, and then of course that whole thing was the devil." And I was like, "Oh, really?" And she was like, "Yeah, this isn't anything new." Really? Oh, oh no, they've actually. It's kind of weird. I'm a huge D and D nerd now. My mother actually got not a hundred percent wrapped up in Satanic Panic, but. Oh she was concerned enough about the influence of it to keep me away from it as a kid, which I thank her for so much because at that age, I would have hated all that math. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) God. The math involved would have driven me nuts. For the rest of your life. It's definitely the work of Satan. Yeah, now I love it. That's amazing. Uh, I had a friend... um, Best friend of the show, actually. I was at her house once, and her brother-in-law and somebody else were talking about that because they were very much in the whole, oh, this is bad, this is bad. And one of them told me, you know what else is from Satan is this new Pokemon thing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. Best friend of the <laughs> podcast, of course, laughed and kind of left the room. But I just stared at him and went, wait, what? And they started kind of going into this whole... You know, the Pokemon cards have symbols and all this stuff. Oh, and Lord. And I was like with a straight face going, do you think Pikachu is choosing people for Satan? Do you think that's... <laughs> oh like, I'm not a Pokemon <laughs> fan of any of any kind, but I can't see people falling Squirtle to hell. <laughs> it's... No. Oh, you can, Boston? Oh no, I, I was I was agreeing with you. I, I can't I can't see that. Not so. the yellow Pokemon, at yeah, least. And I'll tell you right now, as far as I'm concerned, Squirrel is the Batman of the Pokemon universe. No, I love you. I love you too, Boston. <laughs> so we'll start kind of just closing this out a little bit. First, we do what we're playing. Boston, what you playing right now? Raft. Wait, what? What is Raft? So. Raft is actually, it was a game that I picked up on Itch.io a long time ago, the free version of it that they were working on. And then at some point in 2019-ish, they came out with a full version on Steam, but it was lots of money at the time, so I didn't get it. Yeah. And it was on sale the other day, and I was like, I remember really enjoying this. I'm going to buy it. And I'm really enjoying it. So Raft is... It's a survival game where instead of like Minecraft, where you spawn in a world and you got to go do all this 
uh, aggressive stuff to you know, stay alive against monsters. You are on a boat, or you you're on a raft, okay. which is like four planks wide, and you have a hook. Oh, and you have to launch your hook into the water and try to catch items that are flowing by. And if you can hit them correctly, you can drag them in and then use them to build a bigger raft. Okay, and it's all randomly generated. Yep. Well, apparently now in the in the in the finished version, there are a few like they're like they're what called story islands. Okay. Where there are some lore and stuff that they've been implementing that you can you can find, yeah. but for the most part, yeah, it's just whatever uh, it spawns some random islands that you can go kind of park at if you can make an anchor. Uh, oh, also there is some streamer I was watching that was playing it again. Yeah, was saying that it was called calls it called her Sharon, and it's a shark that <laughs> constantly harasses your boat. Oh, damn! Like that would be scary on a little raft like that. Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. Now, are you playing the finalized version of it? Yes. Okay. Although they do, they do have some updates out every now and then. Oh, cool. Because they like they, they have sort of a story they're wanting to tell. Okay. So you can eventually find an island full of like equipment and stuff. Yeah. And eventually, you can actually you know you can actually end up turning your raft into a fucking war machine oh, by the shit, end of it. Shit, really? But it just takes time and researching everything. And it's called the raft. Just raft. R a f t. Okay. And it's uh, Steam, you said? Yeah, but it currently is only on Steam. I don't think they have a console release in the works, but who knows? The graphics are really nice for it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm always a fan of cell shading. Same. Uh, oh, man, the, this person has a raft that has a tree on top of it. That looks cool. <laughs> I like that, actually. I really do. That's I'm so innocent. I'm an innocent little baby. <laughs> I just want to ruffle your hair, man. I just want to just, just ruffle it. That's the best part is once you can get large the large crop and the palm seeds, you can pretty much create a self-sustaining system where you just have all the wood you ever need for the rest of existence to build and build and build and build and build and build. That's awesome. That is awesome. You just got to keep replanting palm trees and then cutting them down. That's awesome. And then you get the palm leaves, and the palm leaves can turn into rope, and then the planks of wood. Yeah. Is great. <laughs> How long does it take a while for everything to transform into different stuff? Uh, is it like Animal Crossing, where they kind of gatekeep it to like every day. It's you closer to Minecraft. Okay. It's closer to Minecraft, uh, where they don't. It's not a real time. Yeah. Because you know they they want you to actually have fun with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's good. Yeah. I I never I'll never understand the Minecraft thing. But anyway, Angela, what are you playing currently? Michael and I are kind of doing the Disco Elysium thing, but I will do a plug on Hades. We didn't get to talk too much about Hades, and I freaking love that game. So anybody who likes, Uh, what are those things called? Roguelikes. Roguelikes. I didn't know that I liked roguelikes, but that game's amazing. But Mm -hmm. we've been playing Disco Elysium. So I can tell you real quick with Hades, the reason I steered us more to Hollow Knight and not Hades is because if we started talking about Hades, this would have became like a three-hour podcast. Yeah, Uh, true. totally understand you. (laughs) Yeah, we actually did a uh, special episode, I think, when they released it on Xbox back at the middle of of 2021. That game is something that we all love here. We love Hades. Awesome. Um, Yay. But so you yeah. guys are doing your co-opting Disco Elysium? Yeah. No, not co-opting in the uh, normal sense. It's more like, Michael, I like number choice two and three. <laughs> so you're backseat driving. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which which has been really interesting. It's a great game. It was on sale in the PlayStation Store. Uh, I don't know if it's still on sale. So it was uh, down a little bit. 
Um, and again, this is the final cut edition of it. Yep. But, you know, bless anybody's heart who went through that entire game without the voice acting. Oh my goodness. My goodness. So the voice good. acting, one, is incredible, but boy, so that's good. a lot of reading. And, and Boston, you'd appreciate this. You would think in a random number generator like that when it comes to the skill checks that it'd be better than what I did in D&D. It's not. They're yeah. just as bad. Rolling with advantage does not help us. We say we uh, we auto save a lot before we have to do some checks. Mm-hmm. You save scumming bastards. Yep. I'm just saying. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, Michael. According per Boston announced in our last episode, you might have a chance to redeem yourself soon because you're hoping, right, Boston, to get back into it, right? Finding more time recently, we we may finally see the rest of season one of uh of the and then and I suddenly realized how much I missed y'all. <laughs> I miss you guys. I, like, I, wanna... I miss everybody. <laughs> yeah. I honestly think if you're out there, if you listen to our show and you like Critical Role or any of those other D&D type shows, Daddies and Dungeons. Da- oh, hold on. Write that down. Someone write that down. That's an actual show. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making, that's not me making Orion funny. Oh, is that a there show? Is, there's Daddies and Dungeons. I am watching it right now. It's amazing. Each episode, there's five of them, uh, four dudes and a girl. And each season, they're a different kind of daddy. First season, wow. they're at their kids' yes. soccer. They're at their kids' soccer game when they get sent to a D and D level. But seriously, if you like any of those, I think you'll love. Is it called Sagas and Shenanigans? Is that the proper title of it now? Uh, that that is what it became after the uh, the breakup. <laughs> the undoing. <laughs> <laughs> Which sucks too, because I really liked the I really liked the original name. Original name was really good. I mean, if you was still being a spy from for China, man, I yeah. it's my problem. China. I love China, I guess, so much. China, China. I hope that that does happen soon because I was a listener to the show, and I would hear in advance Boston would tell me his evil plans for you all. Oh, I have no doubt that they were evil. There were some times where me, Angela, not the character, was like, what the crap is happening? How am I supposed <laughs> to roleplay this and act calm? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. But, but hopefully the, he gets, he's able to get the party back soon. Um, that's... It's fun. If nothing else, I would love to get everybody back together, all the, all the, all the original cast back together, just so I can run the... There's a, there's a heist. There was a heist Ooh. that was supposed to happen... And I, I had, I had a bunch of, had a bunch of fun, fun little twists planned for it, and then it's just like it keeps, it keeps like looking like further and further in the distance, and I'm like, no, I will have you. Yes, we should do it. <laughs> we should do it. Do it uh, as a special. Yeah, uh, like the, a like the spring Halloween special, special. That, was, that was never released on time. Well, we can have a spring special and a summer special and a whatever kind of special you want. Yeah, I mean, mm. you can always do that. Like this is our Valentine's episode. Special, special, special. And and honestly, this is the, you know, this will probably come out right before Valentine's Day, but some people are going to listen to this a month from now. Mm, yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a perfect game. I have Disco Elysium on my PlayStation 5 here. I don't know why I've not started yet. I know that's a game that Boston really wants to play too. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun with the, um, my, my favorite characters are of course your own mind. Um, I th- is mine the, the ancient reptilian, ancient brain. reptilian brain and you get, favorite. and it's the first one that talks. So if you ever start the game, <gasps> that first voice is my most favorite voice. And I'm like, yeah, I, I wish that was in my brain. <laughs> okay, I, I'm excited. Scott, what have you been playing? Recently, I, I've actually been playing the legendary remake edition of Mass Effect. Oh. 
Yeah, okay. they, they finally put it on Game Pass, and that's a series I've never finished. I never beat. I was actually going to buy it a while back, and then I knew it was coming to Game Pass. So I'm just going to wait. But now I'm on. I'm on the uh, the old Mass Effect kick again. Mm. Okay, are you still on the first one? Yeah, yeah. I, I've not been playing it too long. So I'm still on the first one, and they they they've done so many like quality of life improvements. And mm-hmm. and what, what's funny is I started playing it on the uh, my old Xbox. You know, before I bought that. You know, the Series X. Yeah, and like it's and as old as the game is, it's insane the amount of difference that I've noticed just 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 because of the upgrade in my in my system, like loading and just just how smooth the game work or runs. Even yeah. even, that, even though it's so old, it still makes a giant difference on the new Xbox. Yeah, uh, that's the thing with the new the new generation systems. Like once oh you get God. those loading times, you can't oh, go yeah. back. I, I can't go back, man. I'm telling you, right? If, if I if my Xbox crapped out on me and I couldn't find a new one, I just wouldn't play my Xbox. I wouldn't get an old one again. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. Still no. play. I just, I'd do whatever. Same. PlayStation or PC game or something. I don't know. I've been playing the... So they just released at the end of January. It was like a free upgrade for people who had the original PlayStation 5 version of Uncharted 4. Oh, and yeah. Legacy of Thieves, I think it was. I never finished Uncharted 4. I think it was one of those games I was playing a lot of and then just got sidetracked by something else. Yeah, I've done that. It's phenomenal looking. Like, I've not played it at the 120 frames that, that you can do with it. I've been doing it at, like, locked in 60, and mm-hmm. that game looks beautiful. I've, oh, bet. Do you have a TV that can run than, uh, higher than 60 hertz? I probably don't. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> I just, just saw, you, you I saw 120 hertz, and I went, that sounds awesome. You probably don't. Like, yeah. that, it's all the newer TVs now uh, that uh, probably within the past, I don't know, what year do mine is two that. years old so i don't know yeah i, I know mine can't. maybe because i know that we had it like uh recently when we upgraded our pcs we actively went looking for uh 140 hertz monitors because yep. you can run yeah you can absolutely run it at 125 fps but if you if your tv can't refresh that fast it doesn't matter yeah huh. so i knew it let me switch over to 120 hertz when i was playing it would that mean then I should maybe I can do 120 hertz then? Would the screen be blank if I couldn't? No, it will just you still would only see it at a, at a 60 frames per second. So okay. the the game can run at either 60 fps or 120 fps. The hertz is how fast your your screen can refresh and update okay. that information. Okay. So it's it's kind of the same thing, but yeah, you definitely want to make sure that they. They match, otherwise you're you're kind of. It's like when yep. people keep talking about the new 8K monitor or 8K TVs. It's like nothing's filmed at that rate. You can't. Right. You're wasting time. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Did you guys notice something there? Boston couldn't help but jump in there and ruin my plans for 120 hertz. I was so <laughs> excited, and then Boston See? just jumped in to hurts me. Yep. See, I like Aww. I like how that's 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 so it's always amazing to me. I always love it when people it's like. I, yeah. sh- I jump up to be like, hey, by the way, yeah, by the way, you're going to have a bad time unless you do these things. And everyone's like, well, Boston says I'm going to have a bad time. Boston the ruiner. I don't talk about Boston anymore. That's amazing. Oh, good. Uh, let's, Michael, what are you playing? Well, it was the same thing with Disco Elysium. Okay. All right. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Couple answer. Couple answer. That's good. Yep. Hopefully you guys both have your own recommendation or lazy. Oh, we do. Okay, we do. Good. All right. So we'll go into recommendation. Did we decide a recommendation nation or recommendation station? 
I think we were still the verdict was still out because it was a dumb name either way. <laughs> Fair. Recommendation See, station. Burn. Recommendation station. Okay. All right. See and look, Angela sees it too. How much you hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> been on here one time <laughs> yeah i was scared the last episode it was just me in boston i was like what's he gonna do to me oh <laughs> you, were the, you were getting the full brunt of his abuse yeah i didn't have the lovable time being to put my in between us <laughs> the boston what's your recommendation station my recommendation is now that I made that Encanto joke, a YouTuber that I've been following for a while, and I think he does some really good video essays, and his voice isn't too annoying, Schaeferillis on uh, YouTube. Okay. Uh, recently, he did one about comparing Raya and the Last Dragon and Encanto for how they approach their message. Okay. About how Raya is a terrible message for children, and Encanto is an amazing message for children, and... Oh. How Raya should have done should have done better. <laughs> See, and I liked Raya, so I'm definitely going to listen to this. Now, after did you like Raya before you listened to watch this uh, YouTube? I actually hadn't seen it yet. Okay. And now I think I may still watch it just because I want to see some of the choreography was really good. Yeah. But f- from how he explains the story, yeah, fuck that, no. But isn't you... the story that children should always smoke cigarettes? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Effectively, he goes into how like the, sto- the the story is saying that the message of the story is that you should just trust people implicitly, no matter what they've done in the past. Oh yeah, that's bad. Even though literally every time that Raya trusts somebody, she gets fucked over. And oh, at, at one point she trusts somebody, and the world ends. Literally, the apocalypse. <laughs> I agree with you, Boston. I agree. It's like, with you. I, I agree with him too because I don't want to be mean to me anymore. <laughs> no, I'm. Def- so, what's the name of the channel again? Because it had a weird type name. Uh, Sh- Schaeferillis. Schaeferillis. Okay. You definitely will know it's him because he has Tamatoa, the crab god from Maui, as his uh, icon. Okay. And uses him for a lot of pictures because, well, he is the greatest character that Disney has ever created. That's amazing. All right. So, that's awesome. Scott, what's your recommendation? I am going to bring up two, really because the, it's a game of the show, but the game I had you mentioned last episode, you know, when I wasn't here, but I really couldn't talk about it, uh, but that is uh, Nobody nobody Saves the World. Okay. Uh, game Pass. Yeah. Oh, it's on Game Pass. Uh, okay. Right. So uh, I've played a lot of it so far, and it's it's very, very fun. And if you don't, I'm not sure, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically you're, you're playing as a guy, He's his name is just Nobody, and he has no real, you can't really, if you're, if you're playing in his form, he can't really do anything except, like, slap somebody or something <laughs> he has no real 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 good powers okay. uh but but you're uh you're coming to this world and you don't know who you are and it's it's being overrun by by some kind of a darkness and and the wizard this the special wizard's missing you're on a quest to go find him but as you level up uh you unlock all these forms uh like the first one was a rat you know you can do like a ranger a guard a magician you can turn into a horse uh, a slug i'll all these different creatures you can turn into and they all have their own powers. You know, I've still got four more to unlock that the big bad boy is you eventually turn into a dragon, but I haven't got the dragon yet. So that's what I'm working on, but I, but it's so fun. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend it. Okay. And it's by the people who did the guacamole games, right? Yeah, I believe it is. I I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Yes. Okay. Now during the song does, can you turn into Keith sweat? <laughs> I, I haven't unlocked that ability yet. <laughs> 
That's that's because he has a song called Nobody. That's, <laughs> yeah. The sharpness there, buddy. The sharpness. What's the uh, other recommendation? The other recommendation is the part one of the last season of Ozark. Oh my god. Oh, same. I I telling you, Ozarks. I love it so much. If you watch the show for no other reason to st- except to watch Ruth's character, is worth it. She's an amazing actress. Oh my god, yeah she she's she's good. she's starting to one of those act actresses where I will watch anything she does. Same. Her name is Julia Gardner. Yeah, Julia Gardner. What's her new show? She's got a show that's coming out in a couple of weeks on Netflix where she plays like this. It's based on a true story about this con artist that pretended to be an heiress. Right, right. I cannot remember the life of me what it's called though. But you uh, watched through the first seven episodes of the new season. Oh my god, it's so it's so intense. It's just like the whole show is. But yeah, it, it's and her stuff that happens with her character towards the very end is just heartbreaking and brutal. And it's oh my god, it's it's I, oh, I can't yeah. recommend it enough. Yeah, her new show is going to be called Inventing Anna, and she plays the role of Russian-born German fraudster Anna uh, Delvey. Uh, so basically, it's how she basically moved to New York and committed a lot of fraud all right okay. <laughs> yeah and it's uh i think it's netflix sometime in february nice i will, yeah. I will watch it i 100 will watch it oh, same all right uh michael what's your recommendation all right so i've got i've got two let me go through them here real quick the first one is a book i think i recommended a book last time another one yeah. it's the 1619 project read it you yeah, you get so many people who are flying off the handle be, on the usual gang of idiots who say things because they don't want to understand history or they just want their wonderful sugar-coated version of it. Yeah. Read it. Learn it. Take things from a different perspective. Take all of these things and form your full opinion of it. You are asking a lot of people, Michael. I, I really am, but... <laughs> You know, that's what I'm going to do. I, I what about my, what world we live in? I don't know how to have a personality unless Joe Rogan gives it to me. Okay, that's true. <laughs> one of one of my favorite things is essentially when someone will say something on on social media that I know or or whomever, and then I counter them with actual historical facts about whatever, or add mm-hmm. something to it, and then their response instead of anything constructive is just, "Yeah, well, fuck you." Yeah, it's you know. It's a weird thing with this culture today where people think you can't admit you're wrong. Oh, right. it's amazing how many people just don't admit to anything. People yep. just will will just like the mental gymnastics needed for people to keep their narrative. I mean, you know what? I'm not gonna get a. I'm not. I'm not gonna get preachy. Go, go on. Yeah, yeah. Here's so, the thing. Yeah. I like Joe Rogan. I'm against CRT and love DMT. <laughs> I had to get my joke out. Sorry. Yeah. For something fun, I, I uh, Boston I know has done a lot of great. Wait, the 1619 project isn't fun. That's weird. <laughs> it's fun for me. It's it's a, it's a great read. It's a it's a great read. Not oh not my God, like Ray Mysterio should do the 619 project. All right. Stop it. Anyway. So I know Boston has recommended a lot of great YouTube channels. Checked on some of those. One I want to recommend is uh, Awkward Ashley. She is, um, her, her 
she's uh, Ashley Burton. She, I know she worked at some radio stations actually locally here in Knoxville, but she has a YouTube channel called Millennial Movie Monday. She talks about how she's a millennial and hasn't seen a lot of movies. She's a kindred spirit in that so, way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have to have her on our uh, Movie Pal date as well. Yes. <laughs> right. So she will go and she will watch movies and then, of course, she'll edit, but she'll react to them in like oh. time. Okay. So, it, it, I mean, she's run the gambit from, like, Star Wars, the Back to the Future. She's done a lot of Marvel movies, of course. Cool. Um, the first one we actually watched, just serendipitous to everything with us, is her reaction to Smokey and the Bandit. Nice. Um, nice. But she's done a lot of, like, Christmas movies. She does think she's got a big fat cat named Beans. Um, okay. the, the, the latest one she just released was she'd never seen Dirty Dancing. Oh. So it's just really interesting seeing a lot of these movies that, of course, I've watched many, many times. But it's yeah, fun, yeah, too, yeah. because yeah. there's a lot of the movies that Angela hadn't seen until she started dating me. I've, I've learned a lot. And it was funny <laughs> because... Okay, so you guys are dancers. Have you done the Dirty Dance final scene in real life? Not Angela has pi- Angela has actually picked me up. She's on the lift with me. <laughs> oh, that's precious. Love it. Put you in a pocket. Exactly. Oh goodness. So, but yeah, uh, awkward Ashley. She's great. Uh, she's funny. Uh, I like the definitely- uh, like reaction videos anyway. Oh yeah, it's a great reaction video, and it's funny when I would like something. I just showed Angela over the summer uh, the first two Terminator movies, and it was oh. funny because then like two weeks later. Ashley watched both of those. And I was like, <laughs> I agree, girl. <laughs> some, of, nice. some of her reactions, I was like, this is what I thought too. <laughs> and there's only two Terminator movies. Yes. <laughs> so, so we need to do a Skynet where the robots go back and just destroy all the other attempts at that franchise. That's funny. That's funny. My recommendation is going to be a book too because Scott stole my other recommendation. So I'm having to do this on the Oh, my bad, man. Um, it's okay. It's all right. So I like oral history books books and right now i'm kind of go- i'm going through two one is it's written by the guy who's played kevin plays kevin on the office it's the oral history of the office i've not watched the show since it originally aired but it's been fascinating reading this book and they got every actor every producer every writer to come back and talk of talk about it and awesome. it's kind of amazing just how serious they took everything from like uh, changing Michael's personality between seasons, how close the ga- the show came to getting canceling at the beginning. It's super fun. I'm it, I'm blowing through it. And then I also got this book called Tinderbox, which is the oral history of HBO from when it first came on the air to modern day, up to I think the Lovecraft Country. Tinderbox. Cool. Uh, that was its original name, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And they got literally everybody in this book. Oh, wow. Yeah. The guy's written two other really good oral history books in the past. One based on SNL, which was the funniest one, because once it gets into the Will Ferrell era, you you lose all the drugs and all that stuff. And it becomes like more of like a wholesome take. Right. <laughs> and then also he wrote the book on ESPN, the oral okay. history of ESPN a couple of years ago. It's a giant book. I think it's going to take me forever to read because it's about 1200 pages. But now I'm focused on this office book and I'm loving it. So if you meet me, see me in person in the next year, just expect to get a lot of office trivia that you did not ask for. We're going to end with somebody named after a character from The Office, Angela. Uh, Vox Machina. 
That's oh, my suggestion. Uh, the, the new box, the new animation, animated. Yes, that's my mm. that's my recommendation. I I love it. I watched Critical Role season one, their their first campaign basically, and that's what it's based off of. And so it's uh it's so fun. <laughs> Do they have any of the actors or any of the voice actors return for their roles, or is it a different oh, team? They all have. It's all of them. It's all of them. Okay. Doing ev- yeah, doing all their stuff. So yeah. And it's based on the first campaign, which was Vox Machnia. Is that right? Yes. Yes, that's mm. correct. Okay. And the second one is the Mighty something, right? Mighty Nine or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of, uh, I didn't get too much into campaign two. And I think they're now into campaign three. So I'm super behind on that. But campaign yeah. one really stole my heart. I know that Vox Machina took place in like the Daldore. Daldore. And then the Mighty Nine was his first foray into the Wildemount stuff that was created by him and some of the other team, some of the team. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can now, there is now campaign books where you can go effectively play in the world from season two. That's awesome. Yeah. So they've done the third main quest and I think they did a small 10 part quest over the summer where he was a, the DM was a player and not the DM. Nice. Yes. Mr. Cole Cassidy, Matthew Mercer. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing what they've grown with Critical Role. So is the animation good on Vox Machnia? Does it look it, professional? Yeah, it looks it looks really good. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And uh, Scanlan was always well, Scanlan and and Grog were always my two favorite characters, and they're still they they're done so well. <laughs> so uh, talking about something awkward at Dragon Con one year. I saw somebody dressed as Grog, right? And I was trying yeah. to, you know, think like I was super cool and stuff. And I was like, dude, that's a badass Kratos. Oh, dear. And he just kind of gave me this look and the people around him laughed. And I was like, the fuck's so funny about that? And so oh. I moved on. <laughs> and then my friend Jason explained to me that who it really was. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, I-, I thought you did that on purpose whenever you do those <laughs> things. You're like... <laughs> I always, yeah. I, of course, I always do it in the Homestar Runner voice whenever I'm yeah. like, I like your Kratos costume. <laughs> like, let them know, like, I know, I know what, I, I know what you are. I'm, I'm fucking with you though. Yeah, sometimes it is like when we were talking about Dune in Star Wars. That's, that's the gimmick. But in this case, I was sincere, and that really hurt me. <laughs> it hurt me so bad. Here's a fun, awful story. My the best friend of the podcast, um, her sister Cindy. I used to have a thing for. And the first time I tried to make a move on her, I was in her bedroom and she had posters up on the wall of different music groups and everything. And I was trying to pretend like I was super cool and new stuff. And I said, yeah, I really like that band Leon Butterfly. The, the way, you know, the, that did the song in a Gata da Vida, the, what is the iron butterfly is the real name? Yes. Yeah. And I, and she just looked at me and goes, <laughs> you're a big fan of Leon Butterfly, but their name is iron butterfly. Oh dear. And I just had to leave the room. The fonts made it look like Leon Butterfly. I pictured in mind Leon Butterfly was like a badass, like a solo. <laughs> yeah. Leon Butterfly. That's gonna be my next that's gonna be my next PC. <laughs> that's good. All right, Boston, since I don't know how to end episodes because I'll just keep talking, I'll throw it to you. Michael Angela, because we had way too much fun saying that last week. <laughs> I'm Angela. sure you did. It was a pleasure to have you out and on the show. Thank you for coming yes. out. Yes, yes it was absolutely. really fun. We had fun as always, and hopefully everybody wins money on my bets. So hopefully Hope so. so. Yes, 
Remember, uh, that's uh, Shimbles and Bits on Twitch and TikTok and YouTube. But without any further ado, we thank you all so much for coming out. And we thank you for spending time with us, Internet. Uh, we'll catch you all in the next episode. And good night. Love you guys. Love you. Friend, either you're closing your eyes to savings you do not wish to acknowledge, or you are not aware of the caliber of discounts indicated by the presence of a heart in your community. Hey, kid, look at you. Right time, right place. Right for the picking. Right money in your pocket. You're lucky. Very lucky. You're very, very lucky that you get to be investing in this. There is a true brother from everybody's favorite. Number one, they hit sales. Then they're getting 97. I'm to say it. I'm to say it. Yes, I'm to say it. Yes, sir. But you want to have a little fun? A little sponge. A little something to plucky with the glum humdrum live comfortably. Yeah, yeah. Listen up, for the author only comes just one teacher. I used to get any violent thoughts, but don't you want to wallow the idea? Big shot. Well, the secret in stock. All you gotta do is... Beautiful people of the internet, welcome to the BRB AFK podcast. I'm your humble producer. Wow. That that was <clears throat> Hey, what what movie was that from? Um I think he was talking in tongues, which is from, exciting. That's what it sounds like, yes. All right. What was that you were trying to say, Boston? <clears throat> <laughs> I guess you're. I guess you're just still excited over the uh, return of Scott. I am. I'm that's, so that's excited. Exactly so excited. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay. And you know what? I'm gonna look at that after we get done recording. I, I will too. I will too. I, but I just had to, to alert you that it happened. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch it. So I'm telling you, right? This is your first episode back. I'm not impressed. <laughs> you should be impressed that I didn't watch it.